Hello, I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 33 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. As always, thanks for your support during the week for checking out our um, segment on Sunday where I, you know, butcher a song and talk a little bit about... We've got a little bit of news. If you want to go back on uh, on last Sunday, we've got a bit of news for you that we're going to do uh, with the podcast. Uh, thanks to Keen um, for turning up last week and entertaining us for an hour. Let's go crack. Uh, we're still on the Discord server, so if anybody wants to tune into that, um, give me or John a shout, and we'll we'll organise it for you. Um, it's essentially just me now posting things. I'm posting photo- uh, photographs by like Diane Arbus and art by people with mental health difficulties, which is unbelievable stuff. Um, and and music and things like that. So if you want to uh, check in with that, give me and jo- me or John a shout. Um, so to introduce our first guest, our first guest, our only guest for today um he's a professional grappler a uh, uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and the owner and head coach of sbg tullamore all of those things at once and his name is kieran davin how are you kieran oh great thanks for having me listen when you say on behalf of myself and john thanks very much for coming over because we know you're in a bit of chaos at the moment with the stuff you're getting up to uh, with training yourself and training other people so we really appreciate yeah, it Yeah, no problem thanks for having me it was, uh, um, of course uh, it's a pleasure to be asked thanks man um so we'll start at the beginning uh, just a short history of your upbringing um so i was born born in limerick parents uh, lived in tipperary um moved over to london when i was like uh, maybe one years of age because there wasn't you know much work in that in yeah. ireland and um we ended up staying over there for maybe about 11, 11, 12 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Lived over there. Went to, started secondary school there. And then um, we, we my parents felt it wasn't the best place to, to bring up three kids. It was okay. my brother and sister at the time and myself. And uh, we we moved back to Ireland. We moved to a small little town uh, in Offaly called Kilcormack. It's in between Burr and Tullamore. Okay. Population about 2,000 people. <laughs> right. uh, the reason we ended up there was my uncle found me, uh, found my parents a little cottage. Oh, right. It was like. 250 quid or something at the time for yeah. for the month which was which was cheap and we were told that it was basically a holiday we were going to stay there for you know a couple of months till we get on our feet yeah. and uh like you know 20 years later uh, yeah we're, well we've i've actually moved out to a little more since but yeah we're, we're still in offley anyway yeah. 20 years later like uh, the plan was like to go to offley and then move maybe move to galway or something like that yeah, but yeah. Sure, everything happens for a reason so for sure we are we are are they still uh, in, they're not still in kilcormick are they uh friends? no they're not uh, my 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 mother lives in um Ballyboy and my my dad really? lives over in uh, Templemore. So, oh really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So and then uh, myself, my brother, and my sister, and that we all live in Tullamore, and that, and I have two two smaller sisters as well. So, oh, so you've got three sisters and just uh, three sisters, and then my brother Michael. Yeah, right. So um, good yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> busy. Yeah. So we've uh, we've travelled a little bit. Nice. I I didn't realize at all that you lived in. Yeah, in lived England in England. Lived in London for about eleven or twelve years. I still have good friends there that I stay in, uh, stay in contact with. Yeah. And, I've been back and forth, say, over the years before I opened up the gym and that. I went back, you know, for, to try to get work in, in the recession and that yeah, type of yeah. stuff. And uh, I was training and that over there. So, yeah, so uh, kind of, yeah, have a, London has a kind of soft spot in my heart. Yeah, nice. And you yeah. didn't, did you come back with a bit of an accent at the time? Or? Uh, maybe, like, more more words, maybe, maybe a bit of a twang and, and yeah. more words in that. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so, like, but was funny when I was in England, and I kind of tell this story a lot, like, I was, you know, it was kind of not bullied, but, you know, you're just kids being kids. Like, mm. I was picked on because I was Irish. Yeah. You know, so, uh, like, I was, I, was, I, was, I was an Irish this and that, yeah. whatever. And then, sure, when I came to Ireland when, when I was young, I was an English this and that. So, I think, I think that's where the fighting background came from. Do you know what, though, you know? right? I can relate fully because I uh, went to school in Dublin. So, uh, I'm obviously from Athlone. So, when I came down to Athlone to visit my dad, they'd all say I had a Dublin accent. 
when I went to the Dublin, I was a culture. Yeah. So it's kind of no way yeah, situation. Yeah, that's what I used to get. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I should yeah. have stopped in me or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in between. <laughs> but um, can you tell us, like, when you first became aware of uh, mental health? Um, first, when I first uh, became aware of mental health was probably um, uh, maybe 2000 and not too long ago, maybe about 2009, 2010. Mm. And for the simple reason, like, uh, I was kind of like living, living in Kilcormac and that, and I was kind of like lost. So I was kind of suffering with like my own kind of mental health, mm. kind of like uh, issues myself and that, you know what I mean? Kind of depression and, and everything else that goes along with it. Just kind of felt that like, um, you know, the just couldn't couldn't catch a break in life. Yeah. The world was against me, this type of thing. And um, this, and this was probably like my first, maybe I was a f- couple of years, a few years into training jiu-jitsu in that mm. time. So I was probably like maybe 20, 21 or tw- 21 or something like that at the time. And um, and just it was kind of like the story basically goes like I, I, I read a couple of books on like say mindset and that. And the first book I ever read on, uh, you know, like say your, the way your mind works yeah. was a book called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And that book literally like sent me down like a positive spiral. Mm. I was like, right, hold on a minute. Like, so it's not like, you know, the people you hang around with, the, the stuff that you put in your mind, you know, the, the, the food you eat and all this type of stuff. Like that all has a consequence on yeah. like, say, your mental health. And, that. and I wasn't really aware of it until I was like 2010 or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. thought that. I just, just didn't really think anything of it because I didn't go through it or maybe yeah, like yeah. None, of, none of my immediate family that I knew of maybe, maybe because back a few years ago it wasn't really open. No, no. no one really talked about it. So maybe everyone was going through it but no one yeah. really talked about it, you know, especially in Ireland and that. But um, I suppose it was 2010 and uh, yeah, when I kind of went through my own kind of uh, thing, that's when I was kind of like aware of it. Do you How know? great so, is it though that you could you, you found like, found it in a book or, or that set you off? Like obviously yeah. that was the kind of the match but to be able to find it that way rather than have to go through like maybe even getting worse before you get better which is yeah. which is that's a way that some people have to do it because yeah. that's what it's kind of put on them but to be able to find something like that when you really needed it is pretty special yeah you know? it was it was funny because um it, like i was like for me looking back if you ask me what was the the where was rock bottom in my life it was it was that point mm. you know that was rock bottom and uh i, I remember like i read that book power subconscious mind it's a, a yellow book and uh, then I was just reading about like, you know, how powerful the mind is and, you know, about like, say, just like, you know, talking negatively mm. about yourself and, you know, being surrounded by negative people and maybe like, you know, like not not doing the not doing things that will promote your like your, yeah. your health, your fitness and your mindset properly. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I was supposed to be aware of it. And then I start reading more books. And then mm. I start like I read like the likes of The Secret and that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then that like, obviously I took some good stuff from that and everything else. And I, and I read like The Law of Attraction. And then I just I just kept reading books and I just kind of kept educating myself yeah. on it. And then I was just kind of like, right, I'm going to give this stuff stuff a go. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm going to I'm going to write down goals. I'm going to, you know, try think positive. Mm. I'm go- and I literally like just like immerse myself in it like for years. Yeah. And then now it's just my way of thinking. Yeah, you know? I think that's the key, though. Like, yeah. it's years. Like, it's years. Yeah, it was years. It wasn't one book that fixed it. it was one mm. book that sent me down a, a positive spiral. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it was just from there. It was either the, I had two choices when I was at rock bottom. It was either quit and throw mm. in the towel or keep fighting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and I know that sounds cliche and that, but for me, it was like right. Look, the, the a big turning point for me actually was before I opened up the gym. I was actually teaching. Down in Athlone, I was teaching over right. in uh, Athlone uh, Booty Can. Oh, right, okay. That's where I, um, I suppose I met uh, Martin and yeah. Sid and, you know, the, a few of the lads that yeah. trained down there. Like, So that's why I kind of got involved, or know the lads from Athlone, like, kind of uh, really well. I knew knew them before that, but I kind of trained with them mm. in Athlone. 
But um, when I was at that time, like I literally didn't have a penny in my pocket. It was like I think it was like the middle of the recession. Mm. I used to drive down to Athlone, and I've probably told this story a few times. But I drive down to Athlone, and I teach a class, and you know I, I might get maybe seven to maybe twenty one quid on it because the deal was kind of like you can keep the seven euros of the lads that uh, weren't on membership. Okay, right. But most lads were on membership. Yeah, yeah. But for me, like. I'd get like say maybe 21 quid or a good night might be like say 28 quid or yeah. 35 quid whatever the number was and that's that's big money some nights could walk away with 7 quid or no money yeah. and there were some nights where I walked away with no money and I'd break down on the way home mm. knowing that when I drive down that I'm probably not going to have enough uh, like yeah. fuel to get back and it was like on a number of occasions I had to ring say my girlfriend Jamie um, like to come down and pick me up like in for a van to, or, or to give me like a little yeah. bit you know a tenner for diesel in a can or five or whatever it was at the time and uh, on, on a good night when I, when I get like say 20 or 30 quid I'd stop off in like Kilmartin's uh, yeah, yeah. petrol station I'd buy some beans eggs bread milk and uh, throw like a tenner in the car so I yeah. could train in Port Leach the next day so I could do jiu-jitsu over right. there and uh, yeah that was it that's kind of how I uh, how I live for a while I just you know and uh, yeah but anyway the, the kind of going off track a little bit but I remember like I was at rock bottom didn't have any money coming in and someone said to me look you're you're good at coaching why don't you open up a gym mm. and then literally I went in I said right you know it was like a spark that was kind of you know ignited yeah I went into like the um, the enterprise board and I said to the woman in there like uh, you know is there any chance you could help me get set up or yeah. whatever you know and I uh, had to go through a whole process and that but she basically said she she turned me down for it. she said really? MMA and Jiu Jitsu and you know she didn't really understand it she, she thought it was like cage fighting type stuff oh, okay, yeah, yeah. she was like a, that, that's probably not going to work type thing and then I just said to her look if you give me this chance mm. I promise you I'm going to make this work like yeah. I, I basically just like said it straight out like I'm going to make this work like yeah. I'm good at coaching or whatever else there's nothing around like this in the Midlands you know I'm going to make I'm going to make this work and uh, she, she basically just turned around and said look just by the way you're saying and that I believe yeah. in you so I'm going to give you 1500 quid so 1500 quid isn't a huge amount when you're trying to open up a gym yeah. you know what I mean but it was enough for me to get a few mats yeah yeah well just the start you got that's start all somewhere. I needed yeah. yeah it was a few mats and I rented a bit of space in a, uh, above a boxing club uh, in, in Tullamore and I borrowed the other half of mats off a of, uh, friends in, in Port Leash, John Ging and Marco Conroy that lent me a mats and I kind of just put two mats or yeah. two different mats together for a year or so and then that was it and never looked it, back yeah. yeah that was it so that's how it all started I mean to do it like when you're in that uh, place that's the hardest part because it's mm. very easy to, it, like, we all know how easy it is to give up on it like yeah. because that is the easier option like, yeah. to just stop doing things and yeah. just say well I can't do it so yeah. to kind of uh, to push through and kind of see something kind of creative yeah. from there is pretty it's great mm. like um, so, so that was so going back then to you, when did you, what was it that prompted um, the start of your MMA, I suppose, your interest uh, in it? Like, say, training-wise? Yeah. You know? uh, like, it's kind of, it's funny. I was actually telling this story recently, right? There was a there was a time when I was, like, f- maybe 14 or 15 years of age. I got asked to go to, uh, go on holiday in Florida, right? right. From uh, one of my one of my best mates that lives in London, and we're still good friends now. Right, his, yeah. his name is Sean Kane. And um, his his mother and, and his brother were going, and they contacted my parents in Ireland. They said, look, we're going to... We're going to Florida. We'd love to bring Kieran along. We'll we'll pay for him and whatever else because oh, nice. Sean and Kieran get on really well. It'd be great for him to see each other. They haven't really seen each other too much. He used yeah. to come over in the summers and that, and then I'd go over to him and right. this type of stuff. So we stayed in contact and we still we're still in contact and that. So I went to went to Florida or Florida on holiday with them, and we're in like say in a hotel and like say there was like a I suppose like a lobby with loads of like armchairs and mm. that type of stuff around. And we met these two lads from like the UK. Right. I don't know they're up from around up north somewhere like that. And uh, we were kids being kids. We were just kind of like wrestling and that. Right, and yeah, then, like yeah. I thought it was like kind of tough at the time because I did a bit of karate and boxing and yeah. the in and out of it when I was a kid and whatever else. 
and uh, you know, it lifted a little bit of weights and so I thought it was I thought it was tough, like like any young lad or whatever, you know. Yeah. But this young lad like choked me about like five or six times in a row. <laughs> right. Anytime I try like basically like a rugby tackle, do you yeah. know what I mean? Try we were we were having the crack like we were yeah, just yeah. wrestling. And like he literally anytime I'd run in on him, he just like guillotined me. Now I didn't know it was a guillotine at the time. Yeah, of course. You know, and he just like literally take me back and then he choked me. And I just couldn't figure out like what was after happening to me. So I didn't re- so I I never really knew what it was yeah. until I started jujitsu and I look back and I was kinda like Oh, that's what that was. That's what he was doing. That's what yeah. he did to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there was there was that little moment, and then there was a when I used to come home from school, I was always big into sports. I played sports from about maybe five or six years yeah. ago, like soccer and athletics and that type of stuff. But anytime I used to come home from school, secondary school, and do my homework, there used to be like different types of like a uh, like the UFC would be on Bravo, right. or Cage Rage would be on um, Extreme Sports or yeah. something like that. So I'd be doing my homework watching like say like MMA yeah. and it was just on certain channels you wouldn't get it, get on every channel it wasn't as mainstream as it is now and uh, I looked at it and I thought it was cool but I really wanted I really wanted to learn it because mm. I wanted to learn how to properly defend myself that was yeah. it do you know what I mean and uh, I remember I was kind of like googling like different gyms in Ireland and that and the only two gyms that came up on the internet like the in- internet was kind of like fairly scarce of what was mm. on it like say back what's this about maybe 13 or four, 13 years ago or yeah. maybe maybe in around that 13 years ago or something like that Um, I was googling stuff and uh, the only two gyms that came up was SPG Ireland and then uh, a gym up on Newry mm. you know so then I kind of right, I was kind of thinking like right SPG is going to be the closest one or whatever yeah. so went up did my first session in SPG and then I met a couple of lads from Port Leash and they they had a few mats like in a mucker hall in Port Leash right. so then basically I ended up that was John Ging and uh a few other lads uh, John Gingham was the person that uh, that ran the club at the time and uh, it wasn't even a club it was just a few lads that just go in a box to head yeah. off each other and then we do a bit of jiu-jitsu in the beginning yeah. then it became more professional but um, yeah so then then we'd all travel up together up to SPG and then we couldn't keep the travelling going so mm. we stayed down in Port Leash and John was a I think he was a blue belt or he was a, he was under John Kavanagh and that so we were just under John and we were just training away and a couple of the SPG lads would come down and teach on a Saturday like Chris Fields and a few other mm. lads and um yeah, and then I, I trained in Port Leash for a few years, and then I ended up going back to SPG Ireland and trained up there. And one of the reasons why I um I opened the gym was because obviously I, I didn't have much going on, I didn't have an income or anything like that, but it was just to pay for my fees. Yeah. In SPG and just to be able to train full time. That's all I wanted to do because I well, knew you that, you sorry, for, but you were doing MMA then, were you? Uh, I was doing MMA then. Yeah, I was yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, um, why? What like now? Obviously. Uh, Grappling and jiu-jitsu yeah. is, is your thing. Yeah. Why did you d- kind Why of drop the MMA to... Uh, like, a couple of different reasons. One, I just, like, I, I couldn't see... At the time, I didn't really see, like, a like a, I suppose you could pursue a career in, in grappling because, like, it was like the likes of EBI and all this has come along and that's what's made, you know, I suppose, grappling popular. Probably, now. Yeah. Like, Kasai, Polaris, and, you know, all the rest of them and that type of stuff. Um, I was probably doing MMA for different reasons. Like, do you know what I mean? I was probably doing MMA because, like... In the beginning, I loved it, you mm. know, and I still, I still love MMA. But as a competitor, I think I was doing it just to, just for something to do. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like I, I train every day, and I knew that I was happy training, and like say, and then I did, then I wanted something to work towards. So then it was like, oh, take an MMA fight. So then I'd fight, and then mm. it just it ended up just taking loads of different fights and that type of stuff. And but I was always kind of like a grappler at heart. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just, I, I, I love the jiu-jitsu side. I love the wrestling, and that. and I, and like, spent like a you know, a while in Thailand and that type of stuff, doing striking and everything else. But I think it was always pulled mm. towards uh, to grappling. I just thought it was fun and enjoyed it. So, and then I think when I started getting like a, a decent level gra- at grappling, I was like, 
I kept like nearly dismissing. I was going to competitions and I'd win a couple of competitions and I'd be kind of like, ah, well, sure, it was only these lads that turned up today. Yeah, yeah. You know, this type yeah. of stuff. And I was like, ah, well, sure, this lad wasn't here or, or these, or sure, anyone yeah. could have done that or whatever. Yeah. And I kept dismissing it. And then the more I traveled around the world and that type of stuff, I got to train in different gyms. And then I was like, right, hold on a minute. Like, you just, you actually did really well against mm. this color belt or this person or whatever else. Like, you know, and then it's just, I suppose it's Irish mentality, you just kind of like dismiss it, you know, yeah. you kind of, and, um, yeah, but uh, I just think I think it was just more of a grappler at heart, and you then just preferred it really, like yeah, and 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 there was there was a pat like there's a pat now in grappling where you yeah. can kind of get your name out there, and you know there's obviously the the coaching side of it, and you can travel the world and teach seminars, and and I love the jiu-jitsu lifestyle, mm. you know I live it, like I love yeah. I love I love traveling, I love training, I love you know coaching and you know, even like the the surfing and that type of stuff mm. that kind of goes with it and flip flop yeah. lifestyle and all that, like I love that, I just yeah. want, I want an e- easy life, yeah. life, I just want to train. And I want to coach and I want to see my lads do well yeah. and that's it. That's all I want from life. And you know, I want my family to be happy and And you're doing it like that's yeah, the, you, you know, know you I, found, I'm content. I yeah. found what I love and yeah. I found kinda of, found my why. Yeah. Do you know? So Can I actually chat to you about ego, right? Because um I was talking to a couple of lads, I think it was two or three weeks ago, and we knew you were coming on. And it was Calvin and Ryan I was talking to in the gym and we were talking about ego on the mat. So we're at we're at the same level, the three of us, right? So um we we kind of always I don't know if everybody thinks like this, but we were talking about the fact that some belts will hate if they're tapped by a belt lower than them, right? So, or even a new person or whatever it works out like. And jiu-jitsu, I suppose, talks a lot about leaving the ego outside. Don't bring yeah. it on the mats and that. But the human is mm. very much ego-driven. Yeah. Um, Like, where did you, as you went through the years of doing jiu-jitsu where did you find the level where you could do it or have you found the level where yeah. you could do it you know uh, I just I just got tapped a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then that was it I just had to get better yeah um, I was actually talking to I was training up in Dublin yesterday with uh, Daryl O'Connell and we actually right. had a similar conversation about this um, about like said you know like some lads when they get to blue belt and if they got submitted by a white belt like that would absolutely kill them all right mm. but if you literally if just say if you give them the blue belt today and they got subbed today like that killed them if they got subbed by a white belt but if they got subbed the day before while they were still a white belt it wouldn't bother them as much yeah so a lot of people like they put pressure on themselves like with belts they're mm. like i'm a blue belt now i can't get tapped by white yeah. belts i've big strong lads that are white belts in the gym that could tap some of the blue belts you know i have some blue belts that'll tap brown belts mm. you know and and everyone i suppose everyone has a diff- different journey and everyone's you know everyone's a different age and you know everyone everyone has a different background and mm. you know everything else I think the ego side of it in jiu-jitsu is, look, we all have an ego and like uh, when we need to have an ego, if we didn't have an ego, we wouldn't get better, but the yeah. ego has to be under control. Yeah. I think that when you're, for me anyway, I've in the last few months, uh, say preparing for this Polaris match, I've been tapped more times in the last few months than I have in the last few years. Really? And I've, this is the best I've ever felt. Wow. Right, so I've started in positions like I've started in some bad positions. Mm. I've been like shattered going into like like doing shark shark ta- or mm. shark tank style training, and uh, I've had like say the likes of uh, if people aren't aware, just because there might be what's the, yeah. what's shark tank training? Uh, shark tank is basically like where you just go in the middle and then like uh, just you just send in a fresh person mm. until there's a submission, you yeah. know, and then it's basically meant to break you. But the whole idea is like. When, when you get kind of used to like fresh people coming in when it's just you versus one other person yeah. then the, you know it's going to be easier that's the kind of, course, of the, yeah. the idea behind yeah. it especially the mentality in that and you know like being able to push like I've started in like positions there with like say 
uh, Marie, who's one of the girls in the gym, where she was literally starting in the triangle from the the back position. Right. And like there was like probably very little to no hope of me getting out of <laughs> many of them. But yeah, sure. Yeah. And and that's it. And that's a part yeah. of it. And then and I want my lads to see that. Like I've started in like different armbar positions with lads, mm. and they've like literally like you know they've caught me in that. And then even now that I'm training with more black belts, like we're pushing each other more, and we're ca- everyone's catching each other in that, yeah. and we're all just getting better together. So I think I think what it does. I think the ego thing, it just comes with time. Mm. And it definitely comes with rolling on the mats. You have to be on the mats every single day. The more you get tapped, the more you put yourself into bad positions, the better you're going to get. And then you kind of realize that it's okay to get tapped. Mm, Like say, for example, just because I wear a black belt, it doesn't mean that like if I'm rolling in the gym tomorrow, any gym, that a blue belt couldn't couldn't catch me you know you, yeah. could, you could maybe you didn't have a good night's sleep or maybe you just switched off or maybe mm. you took them for granted or maybe like you were his gold medal you were his yeah. world gold medal do you know yeah. what I mean he just wanted to get you in that footlock or his and some some blue belts for example they might have like a black belt level move yeah like some like some blue belts might just have like a nasty footlock and no matter who they get it on <laughs> they, they might so I'm just using that as an yeah, example no, you're, you know? yeah I get but you yeah. the, the, the whole the whole ego thing uh, you see it a lot in Jiu Jitsu you see people said you know like, no ego and no mm. shoes and that type of thing but a lot, a lot of people don't live by it like I don't like getting tapped that's mm. the competitor side in me but like said the coach inside in me is like if, if just if one of my lads caught me or something like that I'd be like right that annoyed me as a competitor because I yeah. left my hand there or I left my head here whatever but as a uh, you know coaching side of it I'm like right sure like if you if you raise wolves expect to get bitten sometime but Martin's the opposite Right. <laughs> he no, hates I, it. Yeah, I said I said I wouldn't have a go at Martin. I just did. Actually, we have he, to have a go at him. He knew when I said I wasn't going to do it. He knew I was going to do it. Right. Fight. Um, so, so since you went professional, then yeah. how has your uh, training schedule changed, or is it just still full on? Um, it's 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 always been it's always been full on, mm. but uh, like it's I've tightened up tightened up a lot of stuff. Like said, diet like. Uh, diet has been tightened up a lot i'm working with tristan kennedy who's a, a really top he's a top nutritionist mm. and he's after helped me out a lot i'm working with him since last november so he's after had me put on a little bit of size um i'm working with like say a good strength and conditioning coach rob flanagan he's very good and then like i have like say all my lads in the gym that kind of push me so the mm. way the way it would kind of look is uh, a lot of, a lot of drilling a lot of hard rounds um training with dara and tom halpin and uh uh, Fionn and a few other black belts up in in Dublin, mm. so we're kind of doing the Polaris squads thing together. Yeah. So we're get, we're training two to three times a week. Um, so train training at the moment is intense. Like it's two two sessions, maybe sometimes three sessions a day. Not all of them are hard sessions. So I could right. do like one heavy session, and then I might have to do like a, a weight session where it's just accessory work. Right. Or and that could be that for the day, or it might be one heavy session of jujitsu, and then it could be one like drilling session or something mm. like that jujitsu. But um, it's six. Six six days a week maybe now you know I yeah. used used to be seven days a week but I've got a lot smarter with my like recovery yeah. and you know like obviously sleep and everything else stretching and the whole lot so it's a uh, it's fairly packed especially along with trying to coach and then outside of the gym I try study a lot right so I try wa- watch a lot of jujitsu so if I, if I'm if I'm in the gym and maybe if I'm rolling with like say like a, a you know another black belt or someone that, you know or, or any any belt like and, and maybe I make a mistake or something yeah. someone does something right. I try question that when I go home, like why? How did I get caught? How do I fix it? And then how can I put myself into that position the next day? Do you think that you know? like everybody has to watch jujitsu who trains in it? Uh, There's only one answer that's going to help me here. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yeah. Okay, well I I not doing it right. Do you know why? And I t- look, it always sounds like I'm being disrespectful, I suppose, when I say this because yeah. I know Martin watches a lot. Um, my mate Josh yeah. watches a lot. That's cool. Like, and I don't, and I'm not being disrespectful, but yeah. I find it quite hard to do it. Yes. 
I have my my mind is flying everywhere. Yeah, I've got books here, I've got films here, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I much prefer to be it's doing a that. Lot, yeah. So, but I I love jujitsu. Yeah. I love training, and I really enjoy it. But I want it to be enjoyable. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it should it should never be a chore. And if there yeah. is something that you'd prefer to do, like if you if you just say if you prefer to do, you know the like uh, you know doing stuff to get you better at podcasting or reading books or you know listening yeah. to music or whatever it is I'd, I'd do that and then mm. like the coach like at the end of the day the coaches are going to be the ones that's going to be doing the research and yeah. then giving you the information exactly, and, yeah. but it depends on the it dep- if you're if you're doing jiu-jitsu like say just as a hobby and for fun mm. and you know for, for different reasons as yeah. well and not trying to compete at the, the highest level or whatever else then it's okay to kind of like um it's like anything the more you do it and the more you you look at it and that the, the better you're going to get yeah you yeah. know it's like if you showed up to jiu-jitsu two days a week and then there's another guy that shows up to jiu-jitsu six days a week over a year they're going to look different yeah you know normally if yeah. they start at the same time and and everything else so um, but for you it's it's obviously for me it's a must yeah yeah, yeah. good for 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 coaching as well as yeah coaching as well yeah, yeah i watch a, i watch a lot of like matches and fights and i mm. watch like say instructionals and i watch you know like, like different breakdowns and yeah and everything else and i try read a lot and you know i try like that, that's just the the jujitsu and kind of grappling side of it and like then i'd look at like say listen listen to a lot of like say podcasts on like say maybe um you know like i suppose like the sports psychology side yeah, of it yeah. and then i try like get as much information as i can from good strength and conditioning coaches we've good strength and conditioning coaches in the gym uh, one guy that's starting was now uh, very soon his name's shane, shane smith and he's very good and he's gonna be looking after our, our, our comp team so he's gonna be doing strength and conditioning right. program with the cool. whole lot of them so i try pick his brains and yeah. like because he's a degree in you know sports science mm. and uh and uh so i try like learn from him you know what's the best approach to this and that yeah. and whatever else so i just try just try try be a for me i just try be a student yeah. still do you know what yeah. i mean it was like i was talking to someone actually recently about like when i was a purple belt i thought i knew everything and now that i'm a black belt i realize i didn't know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, did. I still don't know anything it's funny though because it's, it's funny it's like that thing where um not me personally but the, when the people moved into blue belts and i've spoken to them about it and it's like i still don't know what i'm doing like yeah. they they receive the blue belt and they think it's it's all going to change for them yeah. it has changed yeah but you don't all of a sudden, like you were saying, the day before you get tapped, this you know, yeah, you move into that kind of different level. It's a process. Yeah, it's hours on the mat. Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's like the ten thousand hour rule. Yeah, you know, it really is like uh, you just have to keep showing up, clocking up, trust the process. You know, trust your team, trust your coaches, and that, and then eventually, if you keep keep showing up with a mindset like a, a growth mindset, because mm. a lot of people can just show up to jiu jitsu to like a maybe like smash or yeah. you know maybe just like a, me people uh, have a chat people. yeah but there's that side of it as well yeah, or just even just go down for photos or mm. whatever you know whatever the different reasons is you know this type <laughs> of stuff you know great. instagram yeah. and this I type of stuff but, but if you're on about like improving your jiu-jitsu yeah. at a faster faster rate it's uh hours on the mat uh hours outside or off the mat mm. so that's watching jiu-jitsu talking yeah. about jiu-jitsu taking notes or whatever it might be and then going to the gym with like the mindset that you're going to try and prove. Mm. So say yesterday, if me and you were rolling and you sweep me from half guard, say, let's say twice or something, even once is good enough. So, so maybe... It seems unlikely. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Could have an off day. But um, <laughs> though let's say you swept me from like half guard. Now. Yeah. Like what I should do is take a note of that and then I go home and then I try like look look at what I've done wrong, mm. you know what I mean? Or maybe what you've done right and then go put myself back into that position yeah. the next day with you and see can I like maybe hold you off a little bit longer. Mm. Do you know, eventually can I shut that part of your game down yeah, or improve yeah. m- improve that kind of weakness in my game. Mm. Do you know, and then the more you do that, it's kind of like a it's like it's like kind of like a little boat that like has loads of holes in it and then yeah. there's water coming in like and you just plug one hole at a time yeah, and yeah. hopefully the ship doesn't sink. Hey, look, you know? it's it's like you were saying about that uh, I'm not, we I talked to it about Martin's 
you get so good at something, one thing, even like whether it's a submission or whatever yeah. it is or a pass, and even though the person knows it's coming, they still mm. can't stop it. Yeah, that's the kind of idea I suppose that I, I'd love to kind of. I'm trying to work on one particular thing. You can't get it every role, obviously, yeah. but when you do, you have to try and have patience. Yeah, and if you don't get it one day, you might get it the next day, yeah. and it's that idea of yeah. working through it. Um, do you think that that people can get a little bit like too wrapped up in it, and then? I suppose my my thought on the, on the question when I was writing it really was like when I when I was in training and I was really training an awful lot at the time I was kind of losing sight of my mental health a bit so okay. I let that kind of drift mm. then I started beating myself up over the training and then I had to kind of take two or three weeks where I had to go move away from it yeah. for a while because my mental health was kind of suffering yeah do you think that can happen to people and what would you say to someone if they came to you? Yeah, the the biggest, and, and yeah, 100% that can happen. And it comes down to like one word, balance. Mm. You know, you need balance with everything. You need balance, like whether it's family time, relationships, mm. jujitsu, uh, you know, like, a, you know, business and, and whatever else it might be. Like, say, I, I obviously have, I have, a, I have a child and, and, you know, I have a fiance and that. So that's my, that's my family. And then I have, like, say, my, my parents, my brothers and sisters and that. So I have to kind of like balance that along with like, say, being a coach in the gym, you know, dealing with problems in, you know, that people might have in the gym. And then like, say, um, the business side of trying to run a gym yeah. and then trying to be an athlete and trying to be a competitor and then just switching off. Mm. So I think the thing is, like, even though I, I love jujitsu and I love coaching and, you know, everything that comes with it and that, like I recently, probably maybe the last year or two years, I've got into like, just like getting out and taking photos and kind of like making yeah. videos and that type of stuff and for me it's just something else like I it's something different I get to I like to create mm. you know for myself do you know what I mean I like, yeah, yeah. like jujitsu. you like to create you know like the different leg lock entries or passes or whatever it might be so I kind of get that same fix but I get to be kind of like outdoors yeah whip maybe either on my own or with a friend or with like say my, my fiance or my kid or whatever else so I think balance is a big thing so yeah. like and just even just having time for yourself even just like meditation even just yeah. sitting there and just not doing anything you know working on maybe your breath or working on like just um you know just 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 sitting still that's and, that's and, it, yeah. and not not having uh thoughts running to your brain or 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 anything like that like um taking time off social media hmm. you know i think it's it's the small things that add up yeah. so if you can kind of like take a step back from everything get out to nature, get rid of your phone or whatever it is you want to do, go surfing or, you know, whatever you're into, maybe it's skateboarding or, you know, whatever, go do that and then the answer will kind of come to you mm. if, if you're if, if you're on your own or maybe if you're, if you're, the answer doesn't come to you on your own, I'm sure there's that one or, you know, that one person you can yeah, talk to that exactly. normally that kind of sparks something in you where you're kind of like, well, look, you've been doing too much of that. Yeah. You're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's a 100% normal and like the thing that I would tell people is take a break. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if you're go if you're if you're gonna take a break, it's kind of take a break for yourself. Mm. It's not just take a break and then just like eat McDonald's and pizza and exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Because now you're just going you're going deeper into the rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you on that actually. Because when I was struggling a bit, I would t approach Mar Martin. I think the thing about it for my own self, I was the one who was telling myself I was getting bad and I was getting worse at yeah. jujitsu. Now I'm, I'm talking. So, yeah. and I went to Martin and Martin was like, "Well, you're not like." It's yeah. that's what you think, and maybe somebody's tapped you the day before, like we were talking about earlier. Go to the people who you like trust. yourself. Yeah, yeah. go to the, your coach, and even if it's just about jujitsu, if you want to talk to your mental health about maybe your, one of your parents, whatever, that's fine. But yeah. if you want to talk about your jujitsu and yeah. you're beating yourself up. Talk to your coach. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent sure. That's that's what they're there for. Yeah, you know. And and the other thing is, like, 
like I, what I've kind of learned over the years, it's all perception. Mm. You know, the way the way they view the world and everything else might be different to the way someone else views the world, yeah. and, and we're all different. And that's why you see, like, even at the moment, like say people have different opinions on you know different things that's going on in the world at the moment, and that, and there's so much anger mm. because like why why are they why are they not thinking like us? We're right, you're wrong, mm. and that's that's on both sides and that type of stuff. But the thing is, we're all different. We've all different you know upbringings and yeah. that. Um, but we're probably not right about everything. Um, but like uh, the way you, the way you might like say in your head you might think I'm not getting any I'm not getting any better at jiu-jitsu but here's the thing your all of your your whole team is probably getting better at jiu-jitsu yeah. or should be getting better at jiu-jitsu yeah. like I still have those days like where I'm like literally I might have to um like take a day off mm. because like maybe I'm overtrained or I'm doing too much or whatever and I'm like oh you know I had such a hard role with this lad or that lad or whatever I just don't feel but if I take a day off and I take a little bit of time for myself and uh, you know, get away from jujitsu. Then I come back even mm. better. And I'm like, I'm on fire today. Yeah. Do you know this type of <laughs> yeah, stuff? True. And sometimes just just a bit of like, a bit of like you time. Yeah. Look after yourself. You know, like. Yeah. Look after yourself. You know, like and uh, and like because your 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 brain can be like racing the whole time. Mm. You know, every day with all the stuff that we have to do, you have to be at this place at that time, and you have to like, uh, you know, if you do certain things, and then you have social media, and then you have like text messages and emails, and you have everything going on. So your mind is just literally just like working at 100 mile an hour so yeah. I, I think for me it's very important for me to like even even in the mornings what I do is I go into the gym before the class starts maybe an hour before the class starts and I just like we have a, we have a separate room in the gym where mm. we've mats and everything down and I go in I just stretch for an hour Yeah. but the stretching isn't necessarily just about my body you know about like me getting more flexible or anything like that it's just me having just a bit of quiet time in a room Yeah. and just stretching and it's even you know and sometimes I'll think about jiu jitsu or sometimes I'll just just not think about anything yeah, just, relax. just, just yeah, stretch and yeah. just enjoy the process of just, just being on my own and yeah. then eventually like maybe 15 or 20 minutes before the class are, starts one of the lads comes in and then yeah. I found that I'm more approachable in that because I have, I've had my own time exactly, you know yeah, so, yeah. but look everyone's different in that yeah. and I suppose the big thing is being aware of it mm. you know awareness is a big thing because yeah. you know, a lot of people kind of like they feel that I'm not getting I'm not getting any better everyone else is getting better yeah. you know but it's not necessarily the truth yeah. you know because it's funny it's like um especially like if you if you see like uh, competitions if you go to MMA fights or anything like that and you see this like everyone's nervous mm. but when you're when you're there you're looking at everyone else and you're going why is no one else nervous yeah why true. am I just nervous like yeah. Mike Tyson felt those same feelings yeah anyone that's ever done it has felt those feelings like you know yeah. I've, I've been lucky enough to corner at the UFC and corner at Bellator and that yeah and I've like been in the dressing rooms with some of the top lads like the names that you'd know and they're nervous. Yeah. Everyone, like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. so, but you, you look at other people and you're like, why are they not feeling the feelings that yeah. I'm feeling? They're feeling those feelings because they're med, they're med, med up with the same stuff that you're met up with. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's it. And just once you realize that, and you know, you kind of go, right, okay, it's normal to feel this way. Yeah. Do you exactly. Know? Yeah. I, I'm gonna just quickly cut across this and throw uh, the ad for Fusion in there and. Fusion Training Center, Monksland Athlone. A place to train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Centre or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Centre. Train like a warrior. Flawless. Four times in a row I've been very good at now. <laughs> um, right. So, when I... Before I started Jiu-Jitsu, uh, I became aware of you through Ireland's Fittest Family. All right. Right? <laughs> I hope this is all right. Now you're grand, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's a very interesting story because you did it two years in a row. Uh, three, three years in a row, yeah. Was it three years in a row? Three years I must have missed yeah. the first year then. 
I don't know. Uh, we did one year was the we had Kenneth Egan, and the next year was uh, Davy Fitz, and the following year was Anna Gary. They were oh, you had the, you had three different coaches, three yeah. different coaches. Yeah, they're all um, sound. They see well. Actually, some people don't like Davy Fitz. Ah, Davies. Is he Davies all right? Grant? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me and Mike had some crack with Davy. He's intense, I suppose. He wasn't intense with us. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. He, right. he, on camera. On camera, he's. Yeah. In, it's. It, do you know he? He's. He's competitive. Yeah. Do you know? I'm sorry. Not. I don't mean he wasn't intense with us. He was grand. With us. He was just like one of the lads. We'd have the crack. We'd slag him. Mm. Do you know? He's just a normal person. Yeah. He's just a human at the end of the yeah. day. But he's just competitive. He just yeah. wants to win. He wants to win everything. And, so do you, you know. did you enjoy? Obviously, you went back to it, so you must yeah. have enjoyed it. Um, the experience in general. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, they literally just got onto us during the week this week. Oh really? Uh, and asked me and Michael would we go up and test uh, the course Friday. Oh. It was for uh, the the final of Iron Six Family was just filmed at the weekend. Right. And they they wanted me and Mike to go up and test the course. Okay. And, uh, we didn't do it because I'm competing in two yeah. weeks' time over in over in the UK and that. But I'd definitely be up for yeah. doing doing that. Uh, you know, with them again. My, and it's actually a funny story. You brought it up. My sister uh, Nicole, who was on Ireland's Fit's family, was yeah. she has uh, just finished a degree in Minute. She was doing like a like TV and media stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. And she literally just started working with Ireland's Fit's family a few weeks ago. No way. Yeah. So she's working with them. And know. did she take up that course? Did, did that spark her interest? That sparked in her interest. Yeah. Really? She just she just uh, loved the behind the scenes. Of, yeah. You know the way like you see directors and you know producers and everything yeah, else yeah. and the whole you know the lights and the cameras and the bit of crack of and, and it's a, it's a life less ordinary and that. So you know she's she's so she's so goal driven like um, yeah. like she knew what she wanted she she followed it she did it and then like even or, or, like she, she pursued it and then she obviously uh, she got her degree in that but then like even when she came out of college which was uh, I suppose just uh, last year mm. or, or you know or maybe the beginning of this year um, no she finished this year and uh she basically like hounded Debbie Fitz, hounded the producers <laughs> on RT, like hounded everyone, like yeah. the Skype calls, you know, with, with all different people that were connected to Ireland's Fitz family. Jeez. And she's just so goal driven that mm. like she just chased after it and uh, she got what she wanted. And now she, she, she's working with them and, you know, she, hopefully she uh, she's a few other bits and pieces yeah. to, to do as well. Yeah, but she seems happy. She's literally up in Bray at the moment. She was filming with them. Good for her. Weekend. Yeah, so it was cool to see. Yeah. And uh, so, so the people who didn't see it was yourself. It was me, my brother Michael, uh, my dad. And uh, my sister Nicole. Yeah, it was and um, seriously fit family, I would I say. Fit enough. <laughs> yeah, no, no. To be fair, though, because yeah. it's for like it's such a, it's a very interesting program because uh, myself, my landlady, and downstairs, she, um, we watched it, and we find it fascinating that you can find four people in one family. Mm. First of all, generational, um, that are that fit or that driven, uh, and things like that. You know, so did. Before this, before Anne's fit, fam, fitness family, what is there? Is there like a competitive edge in there? Yeah, within the family, with, with my family. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, my like even now, like we've we've been asked to kind of go on it a couple of times, and we've been back and forth, like again. Yeah. And we might, we probably will do it again. Mm. I'd say we're going to give it one more crack. Hey, you know? yeah. I'd say we probably will Good. for the crack. Yeah, yeah, deadly. <laughs> you know, for the laugh, maybe like you know, because we've been asked and we've been there's been different things thrown at us and that type of stuff. It's just because we've been so busy with like uh, competing in jujitsu yeah. and. Things like that. So maybe I might take a few months out when, you know, some stage and mm. do it again or whatever. But in my family at the moment, like I said, my mother trains jiu-jitsu. She trains CrossFit. My little sister, who's uh, seven, 17, she trains CrossFit. <laughs> and uh, my sister, Sharon, she's a trains beast, CrossFit. Yeah. And she's an animal. Yeah, she And is. she wasn't on it. So at the moment, what happens, like, our family's that competitive that at the moment, like, 
Nicole and Sharon are arguing Who's about <laughs> Sharon's like, I'm gonna do it, you're gonna be working on it. Do you know this type of, and hey. Nicole's like, No, I'm doing it. Do you know this? And and then we're like, right, we're gonna have to do a race off and we're gonna have to do a yeah. competition and this. But like It's yeah. tough, it's tough now because like um I follow uh, Sharon on Instagram, yeah. like, and you see, I see how much she trains. Oh, she's a beast. Yeah, yeah I mean, th- yeah. and uh, and it, it's it's Michael who sets the uh, Mike. Michael uh, does like the program, and yeah. that for the lads and that. Yeah, and they're rough. They're yeah, some of those tough enough, like so. <laughs> but but they compete at like a high enough level. Yeah, you know they compete like a Mike's. Mike's a very good. Mike's a serious athlete. Like he yeah. competes at like a like like a real like a advanced level. You know, at, at CrossFit, like in Ireland, they call it RX. And uh, Sharon's just just got to that level now mm. at the moment, and that so they love it. They're passionate about. It. Michael's actually a purple in jiu-jitsu yeah. under me, and he's a monster on the mat. He used to fight MMA as well. He was yeah, like, I heard his strangle. Yeah, he, he, oh, when he gets yeah, hold of your neck, he's a wicked guillotine, <laughs> yeah, a wicked guillotine. He's a good guard, and he's, he's a good athlete, and that. Yeah. He's 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 good. He's um, but uh, yeah, no, my my family's very competitive. Yeah. Like say from even even uh, I've only realised how competitive my family is now that I've been around Jamie's family. Right. Like yeah, my, my, my fiance's yeah. uh, family because they're like so laid back and right. like nice and friendly to each other and we're literally like fighting over food on the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not fighting, but you know what I mean? We're, we're competitive. Like me and Mike would be very competitive, but yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful to have him because like over the years, he's pushed me on hmm. in certain you know areas and I'm sure I pushed him on certain yeah. areas and I suppose the two of us is kind of like, um, I suppose we've... Uh, uh, What's we've the more, age gap actually between you two? Uh, there's... Tr- Two or three years, right? Maybe. So close. Like, it's yeah, a good, close yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but we we've pushed each other over the years. Like we played, we played sports together over the years, and you know we've always had kind of each other's backs growing up. You mm. know what I mean? If we can, sorry for swearing, but if he, everybody he was swears. It, all right. if, if he was in it, if he was in a fight and he needed me to back him up, yeah. I'd be there, and then it'd be the same. Obviously not now, but when we were younger yeah. kids, and well, I would still be there now. Well, he'd be, he'd be a tough guy to fight. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Looking at Michael. <laughs> no, but, but you know when you're younger and that, like, yeah, he, yeah, the big brother, younger brother kind of stuff. But uh, and of course, your dad is like. Yeah, my dad's a giant of a man. Yeah, my dad's a, a tank. He's um, he was the one that got us into martial arts. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad has been like involved. My my dad was like a really good athlete. Like he used to play a lot of soccer. He used to do karate, boxing. Oh, okay. Uh, he used to do, like say athletics. He was very, very, you know, uh, he was good all athlete. rounder. Yeah, he was a good all rounder. Yeah, yeah. And said he got he got myself and Michael into uh, karate when we were like when I was seven years of age in London, and then he brought us to a boxing gym when we were probably like eight years of age. Uh, the the boxing coach his name was uh, Clint McKenzie. He was the mm. brother of Duke McKenzie. All right. Duke McKenzie was a famous uh, professional boxer, and he's he's like he's on the Sky Sports panel for yeah, boxing yeah. at the moment. So we got to train train with them, and uh, we, we were my dad always pushed us into sports mm. like soccer, athletics, the whole lot. Um, so we're at from a very young age. Um, was he the, like was he on the sidelines giving it socks like or was he? No, he he was very good. Yeah, yeah he was he he like. Do you know it's funny because we we went away from it. Uh, we not we went away from sports, but we went mm. away from like say martial arts when we moved to Ireland for a few years, and then we went back into it. But the seed was planted very young because we used to see him like every evening after work, he'd work on a building site and that, and he'd get his gym bag, he'd throw his karate belt into it or his his boxing gloves or it might be like his gym gear, mm. and he'd head off to the gym. And that was just that was just life to us. We yeah. used to see like my dad get his gym bag. And he'd head off to the gym in London. When we moved back to Ireland, it was the very same thing. Mm. He was get the gym bag, and then he'd head he'd head down to the gym. And we kind of seen that growing up. So I suppose there was a seed kind of planted yeah. when we were younger and that. And uh, like my mother actually did karate while she was pregnant with me. <laughs> did she? Yeah. Deadly. You know, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're 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 all into it. Yeah. And uh, I suppose um, we we kind of came back to we were never really we were never pushed into it, but he like my. My parents always get; they always supported us, and yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, they gave like 
did that help so so in Ireland's fittest family that there must have been a very kind of deep trust between the four of you then that you were all right you yeah. know what I mean it was like because I know there's different tasks and stuff in it and one person might have to do one thing and then the rest but there was never like, there was never a weak link and I don't mean this bad about other families yeah. because I'm not like my mm. family don't do it they right. couldn't do it but you know you always think that one person might be the one that's gonna be a bit off yeah Whereas in your family, there didn't seem to be a weak link in it. Yeah, you know, there was a couple of different things. Like one, like, uh, I suppose, like, we, we knew our strengths. Mm. Like, we'd turn around and, we, and we'd sit down before stuff and we'd say, who's the fastest? Mm. Who's the strongest? Who's the best for this? Do you know what I mean? Or who, who's who's the heaviest? Who's the lightest? Yeah. So, we, like, there was a lot of strategy that went behind it. So, mm. so for us, it wasn't just, like, go. It was, <laughs> like, the, the way they, they do Ireland's family is... You don't know, you get brought off to maybe Clare or you could be down Galway or you could be any part of the country, Dublin or anywhere like that, Bray or, you know, any of these places. Mm. And the night before you're put up in a hotel, they'll pay for your food and everything else, they look after you, but you have no clue of what course right. you're doing. So what we'd be doing is like trying to Google what's around the area and that, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Course, and sometimes yeah. it'd just be, you could be in Dublin Port and they'd just make up a, a course out of containers and yeah. cars and everything else. But there's some mad stuff that happened behind the scenes as well, which we we'll probably get into as well. But like what we do is, they'd bring us down the next day to do like a few interviews this and that what do you expect that's coming up mm. and blah 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 and this and that and um then they'd say right we're gonna get you to walk walk the course right so we'd walk walk the course with like say our coach which could be davy fitz kenneth egan or anna geary and you know we'd have a you know one of the referees that would be there joe connor your man's name was yeah he, i think he's gone now is he? yeah he's gone he was now, a new yeah. lad yeah he yeah. was sound as well but um, they'd, they'd get us to walk the course and then they'd show us the stuff and they'd be like, these are the rules, you can jump this, you can do mm. whatever, you can't use your hands here and so on and so many family members have to be here and whatever else. So we get to walk the course mm. and we're kind of nudging each other and we're like, oh, look at that there, look, yeah. we, could, we could jump in there, we could do this and that yeah. and whatever. So then what we do is we'd sit down, the four of us, and we'd chat and we'd say, look, Mike, you're probably the best for this or Karen, you're the best for mm. this and that we're going to get we're going to get you up first or you, we're going to get Nicole up first and then me and then we'll get me and Mike will get you up and then me and Mike are kind of maybe athletic enough to get up ourselves yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. know this or whatever it might be um so we really bounced we really bounced off each other and worked really well and we're very competitive like even though it was a TV show like for us it wasn't a TV show we just wanted to win yeah like we said stuff on on some of the shows where like there was one time it was a hell and back course I've done it a few times where like uh, I've turned around and said like maybe we didn't do as we might have finished second in a race mm. And then they'd turn around and say, oh, Davern's, you know, um, such and such family reckon that they're going to beat you or whatever, blah, blah. And just me, the competitive side of me, would turn around and I'd say, well, on the next course, we're going to go out and we're going to smash the course rec record. Yeah. And then my dad would say, why'd you say that? You're putting us under pressure. <laughs> yeah. But any time I put us under pressure, we went out and we smashed the yeah. course record. Yeah. Do you know, it was just like, because yeah. I'm a big believer in like, saying it and then having to go out and doing it that's the it's that winner's mindset yeah like, you work well under pressure on some i work people well and, under pressure yeah, yeah especially like if i'm like well, well i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do this and look if it, if it doesn't work it adds entertainment and everything mm. to, to the tv show but to me i wasn't even thinking that it was like it's a competitor in me do you know like it was kind but of you like, know what's interesting kieran because you when you say that right you're not just talking about yourself then you're roping in the other three i'm bringing the family in yeah but that's in that's the trust that you had in them, in them and yeah. the, the, their level to do it yeah i, I suppose, believed in know? every one of them yeah. and, we, and i believe that we were honestly stronger as a team hmm. you know like and, and we could we could bounce off each other and help each other like say in, in different ways you know whether it was mindset or it was like strength or speed hmm. or whatever it might be do you know what i mean and you know we, we we trained well for it and that um but for us it wasn't really a, a tv show the way the funny story how we actually got into it hmm. was um uh, a lad got on to me uh, Alan Murphy his name is he's, he runs uh, an MMA website he got on to me and he sent me a message and he said 
they're basically looking for this is the series one they're like looking for an mma family type thing or whatever i think your family would be great for it so, so he sent me the link and normally i don't really i just kind of be like ah yeah sure i'll get around to it whatever mm. so it was a short enough kind of process yeah so then uh, i just sent in my name my family's name and whatever else and i sent it on i didn't think anything of it and then i heard something back like fairly quick and i was like i just had a feeling that we we're going to get it mm. so i was like i better tell the others yeah yeah <laughs> you said nothing at i all. didn't tell anything i just sent oh, it back wow yeah and if then, you uh, came into if i was your brother and you came into me and told you that i'd be gone oh but mike's more competitive than i am and so I'm not competitive at all. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I really am. Mike, Mike's very competitive. But what about you know? what about your dad and my your dad? Your was funny story with my dad. Like, so basically, we all got an email saying, "Look, we're interested in talking to you. Uh, we want to do a fitness test. We want to yeah. sit down, do an interview, and you know, get to know you and see if you're the right fit type thing." And um, so my dad got an email, and the email was like, you, "There's a possibility you could be jumping out of planes. You could be like, oh uh, like." pushing caravans setting things on fire and there was like you know yeah. water and it was all like mad running through fire or something like because oh, they God. had mad stuff planned in the beginning yeah. and then obviously like with they couldn't do it for a different reason you want someone to get you know, health and safety does telly. take over yeah, yeah all that type of stuff but they had some mad like walking a type rope and all all this yeah. type type of stuff and my dad was like i'm not do you know what mm. what you have to sign this up for or whatever and i was like look let's just go do do the do the interview do the um uh, do the fitness test and mm. go from there and then i just i knew when we did the fitness test and i uh, and we did the uh, the interview i was like i have a i just had a good feeling you know because it was you, you can just feel it you can just feel yeah. the energy it was positive and that and um yeah we we the first year we did it we we literally just we were one like we were just near we nearly won the final i don't yeah. know if you remember the first year it was like we we the three of us were on top of a ramp and we were winning it and then my dad couldn't get up on the ramp because uh, yeah. they wet the ramp before yeah. and, and then like he just kept slipping and we were trying to catch yeah. him and then the other family like didn't have anyone up on the ramp mm. or, or maybe they had one and we had three or something like that and we literally we like we just had it won yeah and then uh but that i think us not winning it and then people seeing that they kind of related with like you know they kind of they were able to relate with it was kind of like yeah i think you were so favorites are considered we were favorites, favorites yeah, yeah. and know, the, we were just a family from Austin, yeah. just doing our thing and that was you know families from all around the country and that and we we were just uh we were so competitive like yeah. we literally they'd put the camera in front of us and we just said well we're gonna go out and win this event mm. blah blah and that's it because we were you know there's no point thinking small when you can think big yeah and you, you should know? like you uh, i i mean it's so unlucky not to win at the time where I think was it Nicole's flip. Nicole, yeah, she got broke up uh, under the. Um, we had to push. A, what do we had to push? Kind of like a, a big massive trolley thing. Yeah, it was yeah. Heavy. It was like two hundred kilos or yeah. something. And that one was just like that, that was, was the last so, one. That was heartbreak. Yeah, that was hard. That was heartbreak, and she got like she was fairly broke up after that. I'd like. say so. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and now she's gone to work for them. Now she's gone to work for them. But look, everything happens for a reason. Maybe yeah. we wouldn't have been on three times, or maybe we wouldn't have been on it three times if, if those different things that happened. I suppose mm. that we kind of, um, people kind of felt sorry for us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you yeah. Know? So, but it is what it is. It, it was, uh, for us, it was a bit of crack. It was a competition. We want to win it. And mm. like, n that wasn't filmed live. So like, even yeah. though there's a camera, there's cameras not put in your face, we weren't really thinking about the, the TV part. Yeah. You know, and it was just about like, let's win today's race. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a bit of crack. Like, when do you ever in your life, like, when you get to a certain age, get to spend a bit of time, like, with your family? Family, yeah, that's You know, true. we were, like, literally in a hotel the night before. Like, I, I, have, a, I have a kid now, and, you know, all, all the rest of my family have different responsibilities mm. and live in different parts of, you know, the, the county and the country and everything else. So when do you get a chance to, like, to do something like that? It's true, yeah. You know, I so, mean, people forget about that part. Yeah, it was just, it was know? just a family that, like, are, are, like, really enjoy fitness. Yeah. Are really, really competitive, and we were able to come together. And yeah. the thing is, like, we, our reserves now at the moment are like 
as strong as the team that we have. So yeah. if we did go back, the likes of Sharon there and everything <laughs> yeah. else, and you know, we we could uh, we could cause some problems. It's pretty <laughs> crazy to think that you've got like a couple of extra in the background. Right? Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, we've had so, there's some, been some mad stories. Even like there was one time, even on our family, we were doing. Um, uh, it was the first I think it was the first year it was up in Dublin Dublin Port and we had to push like a load of BMWs it might have been the oh, final yeah. actually we had to pull, push seven series BMWs out of containers and my little sister was in the front and three was in the, uh, pushing from the <laughs> right, back yeah. and what happens was like they were like you know cameras were there they lit a load of smoke and fire and everything yeah. to, for effects and that and we had to basically push this so far and we had to run and do different obstacle courses but there was like three, two, one, go and then we were pushing as hard as we could and the car wouldn't move. And the other family were like a couple of hundred meters ahead of us. The, oh, no. The the production company left the handbrake on. Oh, and come on. On the thing. So what they did was like, so like our, like we were just like, what, you know, what is going on? Yeah. You know I mean, we couldn't move the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so cut long story short, we had to do the race. We had to do the race on our own to kind of make it fair. Oh, okay, or or yeah. as much as they did. You know, on their own. Because they had already... They did a quarter of the race yeah, or whatever, yeah. half the race or whatever they did. So we had to go out and we had to do it fairly fast and whatever else. And then we had the same recovery time and then we had to repeat it. Oh, God. Yeah, so there's a few few mad stories that happened there. A few hiccups along the way, wasn't there? Yeah, but sure, that's just that's yeah. just it. It's life, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but, uh, but it was a bit of crack and it, and it yeah. makes it makes it interesting and adds a bit of drama. And that For sure, thing, yeah. So. I think, like, to, actually, speaking of competing, so I'm going to I'm gonna talk a bit about uh, Polaris. So that yeah. you're, you're training for that, which is two weeks' time, is it? Two weeks' time, yeah. Um... Is this the first time that they've had a, a team dynamic? Yeah, so it's a, they have a new kind of series called uh, Polaris Squads. So right. it's uh, Ireland and the UK versus uh, uh, Team Europe. Right. And it's basically like four, um, my team it's four under 75 kilo lads and then four under 95 kilo lads and then it's the same on the European team. So uh, like like I have the seven other lads out on my team are like like super high level. How know? were the teams picked actually? How was? Uh, it's invitation. Okay, right. Yeah, you thought you've you've been in Polaris. I've been on Polaris a few times. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. um, so it was really nice to get like, the, the, like they picked three lads from Ireland. It was me, Daryl O'Connell, and Tom Halpin. So oh, it was, nice. Like it was, you know, it was nice to be invited from. Sure. You know, it used to be one of the three invitations from Ireland, and then the five are from uh, the UK. But uh, our team is like super strong. We've is a it, great, yeah, yeah bun- bunch of killers. Like so. Uh, hopefully, like I get a couple of matches and one or two yeah. of the lads just don't go on like an absolute killing streak. Do you know? Do you know? So you don't know who you're fighting yet? No, I don't you know. know. I, I know who's on the other team. Yeah. Like, there's some like the other the European team is like just as strong. There's killers on that as well. Like you have mm. European champions and world champions. You've uh, ex UFC fighters like Marcin Held is on it. And oh really? Yeah. yeah. There's some killers on. It. You've some leg lock experts on it, and then you've some like, all different dynamics and yeah. different styles and that type of stuff. Um. You're quite fond of a leg lock yourself, though. Yeah, like a leg lock or two. <laughs> a heel hook here and there. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah no, it's a, basically what's going to happen is before the show, we have to pick who's going first. Okay. And the other team will do the same. And then it's like right. a winner winner stays on type thing. Oh, um, okay. If we if just say if I'm on and there isn't a submission, then the two of us are off. And how, how many minutes is that then? Uh, so it's a 40-minute half broke up into five-minute matches. Right. Normally, Polaris is 10-minute matches, so it's going to be 40-minute half broke up into five minute uh five minute matches and then i think in between the break there's going to be the super fight was which is a uh, fion davis uh she's going to be she's going to be competing and then there's another 40 minute half then with five minute matches so hopefully i get a few matches and get to, yeah to go out so they're, they're short nice and fast and uh yeah so it should be should be an exciting night hopefully with a few submissions yeah a few wins and listen yeah. do you feel any extra pressure that that it's a team rather than just yourself. Uh, I feel less pressure. Really? Yeah, because at least I can hide behind everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good. One. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Uh, no. Do you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, because uh, the more I compete, the more 
I understand the mindset and everything else. Mm. Uh, I, I I do this because I love it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And obviously there's different benefits, like say it promotes myself in the gym and everything else and that type of stuff. But um, I enjoy it. Like the only thing that I focus on is what I can control. Yeah. You know, that's my diet, my recovery, you know, my, my uh, sleep, strength and conditioning, my training, everything else. Uh, I know that like me doing what I'm doing, I'm going to perform on the night. I can't control the result. I can't mm. control if I win or lose. But I know that I'm going to go out, I'm going to attack and I'm going to look for the finish. And regardless of what happens, you're going to see an ex- see me in an exciting match yeah. or matches. You know, and, I, and I'm coming to the finish and I'm or coming to finish and I'm coming to win. Yeah. Do you know, so I'm not going in with a mindset that like, um, oh, I'm just there to take part. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going, I'm going in to win. But I know that that's out of my control for different reasons, yeah. whether it's judges or it's, uh, you know, or whatever it might be. Do you know what I mean? Maybe you zigged when you should have zagged yeah. or whatever. And at yeah, that yeah. level... There's very little room for error. Oh, I'd say so, yeah. Oh, yeah, like literally, like it's a, it is a game. It's a game of millimeters yeah. at that level. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, like a, a extra pressure. I don't. It just yeah. just if anything, I feel like kind of less pressure. Right, that's that's uh, great though. Yeah, I feel um, you know, I feel like there's always going to be a bit of pressure there mm. to do well, and you want to do well in that. But I feel that like um, I'm just grateful to be able to compete with everything that's going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. Because like, yeah, I, yeah. I had a I had a good year planned. I had some good stuff lined up as in competitions like yeah. say around Europe and, and that, that type of stuff obviously that's fell true for you know a few different reasons yeah. but um, I'm just grateful to compete and grateful to be able to compete on you know UFC fight pass and yeah, you know, do exactly, this type of yeah. stuff and you know and sure look it's, it's, it's an so that's where people invited. can see it is it yeah it's going to be on UFC fight pass okay, on yeah. uh, September 27th brilliant so we're flying that's, over that's to brilliant. the UK and competing and hopefully take a few scalps and <laughs> Deadly. Uh, our um, team gets so the win I was going to ask you this question and I suppose after talking to you for the last hour say um, I, I'm kind of getting th- the answers like but the, it's like what motivates you before a match and like it's the internal and external factors and I, I suppose I can tell the internal is just your your drive your yeah. competitive drive yeah. that you've seemed to have always had like yeah. um, since you started sport um, yeah. but like external factors then um, external factors like uh, one one big reason is like you know time is going to pass anyway and I know that I'm not going to be able to compete at this level forever mm. and I want like say when 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 people look back on what I've done, you know, whether it's true, you know, just me just being, just, just being, you know, a person or me being a competitor or whatever, I want people to say, you know, he gave it a hundred percent. He competed mm. at the highest level. He, he won this and that and whatever else. And, you know, even, even not just for people, even for myself, like when yeah. it's all said and done, like, what do you leave behind? Yeah. Like, am I just floating from week to week or am I trying to chase something bigger? Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to chase something bigger. I'm trying to raise the bar for myself, for the lads in the gym and like for, for my lads to go beyond and smash, you know, the goals and the things that I've mm. achieved. And I know they will. I know, I know by like the level that they're at at the moment and that type of stuff. So it's basically just raising the bar. Yeah. You know, and then like, and even from a coaching side of things, like to be able to say, well, he's done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's exactly, done it. He knows yeah. what he's talking about and everything else. And just the, the more... The more I do this and the more I compete this the higher level and the more knowledge I gain, you know, and the more I learn about myself. So there's mm. a load of, load of different reasons. Yeah. Like I don't want to look back in, you know, 20 years time and turn around and say I could have been. Yeah. Or I should have been or, or if I had of now's the time. So I'm just putting in the work and putting myself out there and I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to kind of keep going till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Well, look, you know? hey, mine fell off a while ago. <laughs> do you ever get that feeling like when you're just completely broke up and you're like, oh, my God, I wish all these things would just just yeah. go away for a little while. Yeah, the whole time. Even if, yeah, <laughs> but even if you're thinking, like, even if it's not for training, you're like, oh, but um, listen, we're just going to go into our second advert. Yep. First time ever doing a second advert, which is historical. Yep. If you are someone who enjoys photography, 3D animation, gaming or graphic design, and have a genuine interest in the media industry, 
why not check out a creative media course at moatbusinesscollege.com today. Place is still available. I'll get better at that. The, the today was delayed. I don't know what I was doing with that part, but uh, yeah. If the, actually, to be honest, that course—if that course was around when I was young, man, I probably would have uh, probably would have done it. Um, it sounds pretty cool. Definitely, there wasn't courses like that over remote. Photography, was, is it? Yeah. Yeah, photography, three D animation. Class. Yeah, like I was only uh, talking to someone this morning about uh, Shane Smith, one of the one of oh, the yeah. trends in the gym. Where I was only talking about like I'd love to do like some type of photography course or something like that. You know, y- you took a deadly photo. Um, I don't know if it, when when it was maybe Saturday. And was it the lights of your car? Oh yeah, Do you yeah. You know that one? Yeah, that you yeah, put I up did on that one. Yeah, I did it up in the, um, I did it up in the Sleeve Blue Mountains. Oh, look, it, it was yeah, great. Yeah, I was kind of doing like say uh, sunset shots, and then uh, I got a cool one of the car. And yeah, really one. nice. Yeah, I've lo- lo- I just I enjoy it. You know, I yeah. like I like just like taking a snap and then just getting that kind of. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not a professional photographer or anything like that. But I just like the the whole creating something. Yeah, well, Ch- Sharon know? does it too, doesn't she? Sharon does it as well, and there's yeah. a few other lads that have, have got into it in the gym. Like Dean Malai, that's uh, one of the purples in the gym. He coaches. He's a friend of mine as well. Like he's, uh, he's 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 some good pictures as well. And, yeah. You know, there's Sharon and uh, there's Shane Smith. And there's there's a few there's yeah. a few people that have like got into it in the gym. Yeah, it's nice. And, and just I think even not not just the gym, but people in general. Yeah. You know, and it's nice to be able to like. I remember Colin Byrne that he he owns a Shinobi Academy on Portugal. He was saying like, uh, don't always uh, consume, like mm. create, mm. Sure. and and those words kind of just like resonated with me. Mm. It's kind of like you know instead of like consuming, you know, look, looking, taking it all in, and taking yeah, it all in, like yeah. make something, put something yeah, out. There. Maybe sure, it's, yeah. maybe it's just something as simple as a nice picture, and it doesn't yeah. have to, it doesn't have to change someone's whole view on the world or something. But it just might be better than the content mm. that. They're look like the negativity and everything that's that's going on for today, sure. Do you know what I mean? So just a little bit of beauty is always yeah, nice. That's like, all it is. You yeah. know what I mean? And then maybe it might even light a spark or inspire someone to go out and then yeah. take photos themselves on a Saturday night or exactly. Yeah, you know, so. I think uh, what well, it's a lovely tie-in actually. And uh, our next guest is actually a photographer. She's she has her own business and right. she, so that's beautifully tied Deadly, in there. Yeah, perfect. Without talk. even thinking about a uh, skill, that was your. Yeah, actually linking it up there wasn't. I'm not going to take the credit for it. <laughs> I you take the credit. So <laughs> maybe I will. I'll edit this bit out and take the yeah. credit. So listen, um, when did you open SPG then? Uh, we, I opened in August fourth, or it was August fourth, two thousand and twelve. All right, it's a while. And it was uh, I opened up as Evolution Mixed Martial Arts. Okay, that was the name, and uh, I was obviously training with John at the time, John Kavanagh, and. Um, a few maybe a couple of years went by and then uh john kind of suggested that maybe we, we'd add the three letters to our name yeah. and so we 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 end up changing to spg evolution and that was the name for ages right. and then uh so then we obviously like affiliate that we affiliate the fitness side of things to uh crossfit so that was crossfit yeah. tullamore and then the gym kind of was nearly like triple branding mm. like as in it was like i had like evolution gym tullamore and then it was like home of evolution MMA <laughs> and CrossFit Tullamore. Yeah. And I was like, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, just, John actually said in the beginning about like, said, you know, the, the whole SPG thing, like just do SPG and then the location. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to kind of keep my own little thing and whatever. But then the more I thought of it, then it was just easier to have SPG Tullamore, home of CrossFit Tullamore. Yeah. You know, and then, and that was it. But um, yeah, the, the evolution thing, uh, Oh, yeah, that was t- 2012, and uh, just I just liked the name and just just went with it, and that hey, was it. Yeah, I, I, and I suppose you've you've already kind of talked about the 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 leap, mm. the kind of uh, leap when you when you went in and asked for uh, for help with Enterprise Ireland, wasn't yeah. it? You asked them um, for a loan, and then like, what were the first couple of years like when in regards to kind of uh, recruiting members and stuff like that? Yeah, like say the. 
There was, you know, the the big thing for me, and I say this to people that are starting anything, whether it's like if you're coaching or you're, you know, if you're, whether it's, you know, whatever it might be. So you're trying to pursue something new, whether it's a podcast or whatever else, mm. like just, just stick to it. Like there were some Friday evenings there where I'd come into the gym and there'd be one person in the class. And I've seen this over the years. I've had different like instructors in, um, like maybe subletting, like say Matt Space Office doing different things, not martial arts, might be yoga or something like that or whatever. Yeah. And like say one person or two people might show up to the class, and I've seen people that wouldn't teach the class. Mm. But I the difference with me was I I'd literally say my my attitude was, right, sir, you know Johnny, you're here. It's Friday evening, sir. There's no one else here, but you're lucky we get through a private. Yeah, it's true. And it's that great. Was it. And to be honest, though, treat it like it's still a class. Because I've been I there. Did. I've I been there with Martin. Yeah. yeah, I've been there with Martin. Like we started doing the daytime classes yeah. a couple of years ago, and I, I I might be the only person there at half twelve. Like, but Martin yeah. treated as a class. He ran through everything we were supposed to do, and then and we rolled. His numbers in the class. Because yeah, he stuck to it, and then because people know that, like, right, that that'll turn to two, and it'll turn to three, and four, and so on. And people know that, like, on a Tuesday morning at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, whatever the time might be, there's jujitsu in that location or kickboxing in that location. So whereas. Like, on a Tuesday morning, you're like, oh, uh, that coach might not be there this morning because uh, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe, maybe the coach went down and there was no one there and the coach just decided to head home. But the other part, maybe another person was traveling to the gym and they were five or ten minutes late, which yeah. is normal. You know, life gets in the way and the, and the gym was closed. So they're not going to come back the next Tuesday. No. Do you know, or they're going to be, oh, he's too unreliable. So I think that was the biggest difference with me. It was like, there was classes there in the beginning, like, especially at the weekends and that. And they were they were, they were quieter. And uh, you know, they, I just I just kept showing up. But then I was very lucky in in another way that like I had a a good root or a good core group mm. of lads. Like Martin was there. Martin was training with us in the beginning. Uh, there was Sid Allen. You know, lads that came came from Athlone. Mm. Uh, I had some I had some lads that are still loads of lads that are still with me today. They're purple belts and brown belts now. Um, like I said, uh, Dean Malloy, Ender Rigney, uh, my brother Michael. There was like. Uh, so many different Mark Doyle uh, you know so many different people that I'm kind of like even even forgetting at, at the moment but they've literally been with me from the first class yeah. and are still with me now so I had a good good group of lads um, didn't have much money like say as in like run the gym like mm. I ran it like probably like uh, not the best way it was kind of like I'd get 7 euros off people and I'd be walking around with like a ball of fibres <laughs> right, yeah. and I'd be gone then in the evening yeah. I'd be buying yeah. coffee and diesel and you know heading up to Dublin training and whatever else but then um, like I, I did like little courses in the gym, like I'd run like a kettlebell course or, mm. or a fitness course. I did a few different uh, courses myself for like to do kettlebell instructors and or instructors course and that type of stuff. So I do little courses uh, in the gym and then I might make like 250 or 300 quid off it. And I was delighted. So yeah. then what I do is this has always been my mindset in the gym and it still is today. I'd get that 300 quid and I drive up to like D8 Fitness in Dublin and I buy a lot of kettlebells. Yeah. And the kettlebells that I bought out that three hundred quid, I still have them in the gym. They're pink yeah. and blue kettlebells, and I still have them. I still go on about them. And then, like, I'd I'd get like an extra hundred quid or two hundred quid because so, someone might pay me for, you know, a month's membership, or I might get two months membership at once. Mm. And then I go off and I buy a few pull up bars, yeah, or then I buy a boxing bag and whatever. And then eventually, like, see, we, we ran different events and that, and I was able to like change the mats, buy mm. a cage. You know, we built a rock climbing wall recently. I was just gonna say about the know, rock climbing wall. Yeah, and like even I have more plans now at the moment. I'm trying. I'm building a sauna and a cold tub. And, really? Yeah, and, and there's a like new boxing bags and a few different things. that I'm, Do you hear that, I'm, Martin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, but even like say having the what's like. The, sorry, what's the wall like? I mean, the rock climbing wall. Yeah, how's that? How's are people like yeah, mad to in, get on it? And yeah, they're all in climbing away before really? training. Yeah, it's cool, cool little. Uh, uh, like 
thing like say basically like I'd, i have a pair of rock climbing shoes i bought them got them for like 60 or 70 quid or something so um i'd go in sometimes in the morning before before uh jiu-jitsu yeah and i'd like just climb the wall for like an hour or half really? an hour yeah. you know just to kind of warm up and build yeah. a bit of grip strength and that sometimes at the weekends then i go in put on a bit of music no jiu-jitsu and i just cl- climb the rope yeah. climb the wall and then like there's only so, so many times you can climb the wall before your your forearms and your grip strength oh, imagine, gets yeah. tired so yeah. if you're with someone else it's actually fun because you're kind of figuring out routes and yeah. you know we're all beginners at it and, and you know we enjoy it and you know, there's a lot of crossover between that and jiu-jitsu and MMA and everything else but um, Good crack it's, it's just a different feature in the gym you know exactly, and it's, it's yeah. the, the social aspect like the, I see some of the kickboxers even for the, the, the class are just sitting down or just like climbing yeah. and chatting and like can you can you touch that one can yeah. you climb to this one so it's just but you know what different. it is as well Kieran it's a thing that gets people talking it's a feature that's not around in other gyms yeah you exactly know? yeah yeah and, and uh, for me I'm just what I'm really trying to do in the gym right like this is this is kind of like the, the secret I'm basically trying to build my own personal man cave <laughs> so where i can have everything under one roof yeah, where yeah I can it makes sense train jiu-jitsu climb the wall hit some pads <laughs> jump into a sauna get a cold tub cycle the bike from the gym if i want run from the gym meet a few friends have a bit of crack you know what i mean we've we've ufc fight pass up on the That's uh, right, yeah. on the telly and that in the gym and that type of stuff so there's all that like the gym the gym literally for me like is like a like it's 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 kind of like my you know, it's my it's my place it's mm. my getaway in a sense like, yeah. do you know what I mean I get to train there at the weekends I get to train every night with my lads and that type of stuff like I really do I enjoy it like I yeah. I've, I do it for free I did it for free and now I'm very lucky that like I'm able to you know make a decent living mm. and be able to you know pursue this, the, the goals that I want to pursue as in coaching in, in different places and you know uh, you know like competing and everything else so I'm very lucky it's done that for me but it's, it goes back to the, the different reasons or the, the small uh, reasons we're on about like doing the small things right do you know what I mean showing yeah. up on the days that other coaches might not show up or, or doing the class with one or two people mm. in or reinvesting back in the gym like I, like I, even at the moment there's a there's a guy that uh, he's, he's one of my purple belts uh, Marcel uh, he's very good he, he owns a company in Tullamore called Stick It and they do like tinted windows and graphic mm. designs and they do all the banners and everything else in the gym like I have his heart broke every <laughs> week now like give him a load of business and everything yeah. else but i'm always on to him about the next project like yeah. we're trying to change the canvas now on the floor in the cage we're right. trying to you know we're getting like a big uh, massive like say a banner done in the in the new rock climbing uh, area and yeah. that type of stuff but i'm always trying to add to it yeah do you know and it's just i don't know what it is it's just it's just uh i don't know it goes back to that growth mindset i just mm. i just just maybe it's the competitor inside me i just want the gym to be as good as possible the best it can be yeah. the best yeah. it can be and that's it you know what i mean and and for people to to get as much as they can of like their membership and their time in the gym do you know yeah. so um so it's not it's not just like a martial art gym it's a, yeah. i know you kind of hear it, it's the it's the community yeah and, exactly and else you know so I, I, like i i go into fusion on a monday or a friday right i i'll be hanging around from about nine till about six because i just i just like being in there and, and it's I, good people similar yeah it's just, you know people and yeah like Martin's probably like oh god but like I go in and I, I do two, say I'll do two sessions of CrossFit and then I'll do Jiu Jitsu then I have a couple of hours and then I do the kids classes Yeah. and then by that time it's over it's like 6 o'clock but yeah. for me like that's a great day you yeah know? yeah just, great day and it's great to be around that like yeah. so some of my best friends are the people that I train with every day mm. so, you know and like I'm, I'm, we all have the crack we slag each other and then like we we like try kill each other when yeah. we're training hard and yeah. but then we'd, we'd all support each other like saying in different things you know yeah. whether someone's injured or someone's competing for an event or whatever so mm. there's a lot of that it's like um there's a great book it's called tribe have you read that uh no but i know it i great, know yeah, yeah yeah great book uh it's one, one of one of my favorites um 
you'll hear me say that a lot I have a lot, lot of favourite books but that's alright that's one of them anyway but like basically the whole thing is about people being tribal mm. you know and about like being a part of a tribe and uh, and I think that's what like for example like jujitsu or MMA or kickboxing or whatever that's what that does do you know yeah. what I mean like you're a part of a tribe it's your tribe it's like yeah. when you when you put on the fusion hoodie or an SPG hood SPG Tullamore hoodie or whatever it might be Team Rhino hoodie that's your tribe yeah. that's your crest you know that's who you're cheering for and we all want to be a part of it whether like we're in a gym or not like even you as simple as soccer teams mm. it's like I'm a Liverpool supporter that's my tribe yeah. I'm a Man United supporter or you know so on yeah. uh, GA is another one you yeah, know, you see, yeah you, for sure you see like, la, like mammies and daddies and that on a Sunday morning or a Saturday whatever they head to the GA matches mm. and throw on their local jersey or colours, jackets yeah, or yeah. whatever and their colours and that's it Crow Park is full of like yeah different colours like when you know all Ireland final day and that type so that's your tribe and it's that's why you get behind yeah. them you know and it's important to have that and then that that I think that ties in a lot with mental health mm, for sure like like who who is your tribe you mm. know what what is what is your thing you know what what's your passion what's your why you know it's a big thing maybe maybe you are a bit of um maybe some some people are like kind of they, they like to you know they're, they're kind of loners in yeah, a sense yeah, that they like sure, to yeah. do their own thing yeah. like maybe people just like going out taking photography on their own mm. but at the end of the day like a lot of them like identify as I'm a photographer yeah. we're photographers yeah, you know, true, you know yeah. that type of thing yeah. Um. so yeah I think I think that I think like being a part of a tribe is yeah. like, very important especially for mental health oh for sure I agree you know Yeah. I mean? uh, do, do you like um, speaking of tribes and I suppose you're, when you're doing it you're kind of walking into other people's tribes but do you enjoy the, the seminars yeah, I love do. seminars. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I love seminars uh, and I'm delighted. I'm back back teaching a couple mm. of seminars now as well. I've, I've a few. Uh, you were in Iceland recently. I was in Iceland recently yeah. and I'm, I'm now teaching at the Zen camp in Poland with BJJ Globetrotters oh, right. in two weeks' time. And then I'm teaching up in SVG Balana and Martin's got on to me as well. And a few mm. few different seminars coming up. So I'm delighted that they're, they're, they're coming back. And the reason that I love seminars is... I like right. I get to train with my lads every day, and I get to you know the, they they kind of understand my style and that yeah. type of stuff. And then and I do get this when I show like new techniques or different like uh, maybe different details like from from my own lads. But when I go somewhere else and mm. someone doesn't train with me the whole time, I I get to see the spark in their eye of seeing yeah. something new. It's like oh that's that's class or you know I, or I never knew that was there. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or someone might say to me in a few months time. Do you remember that guard pass? Do you remember that back take? Or you remember, you know, the, that leg lock or whatever it might be, that thing you showed me, that won me my match in yeah, the Irish Open yeah. or, or I'm hitting that the whole time or I caught such and such or that won me an MMA fight or whatever. So I love that. Yeah. I love, I genuinely love helping people. So I think that's where the, the, the coaching kind of, mm. the, the coaching side of it uh, comes in a lot or, or that's why I enjoy coaching yeah. so much. But uh, seminars, I love them. Like yeah. even, even as... The toughest part, that this is the truth, I'm going to say this while we're on the podcast, right? The toughest part of a seminar for any black belt to teach the seminar is the end where you have like these purple belts or brown belts that are mad to kill you, right? <laughs> yeah. For the simple reason that you're probably training in a cold, you're probably coaching yeah. in a cold gym the last two or three hours mm. and then you have like say 10 or 15 purple belts or big athletic blue belts yeah. or brown belts that are mad to kill you. Like you've literally been gone from teaching to competition mode. Yeah. And I've seen a thing like recently where uh, like, and that's not hard. I embrace that because I'm 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 still a competitor mm. and everything else. But that's probably the the, the, the toughest part of the uh, the seminar. I've seen Keenan Cornelius recently said something like, uh, "If you're gonna roll with me at a seminar, you have to stay rolling." Right. Because what you'd see like at some seminars is um, basically like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna sit it out." And I'm going to take this round yeah, up. Right, then I'm okay. going to roll with such such, and I'm going to kill him. Yeah, you're waiting. and You're reserving energy. You're reserving yeah. energy where it's like, right, let's do it. If we're going to roll, let's yeah. do it as a session. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, for for me, when I do do kind of roll at seminars, like you get to lead the pace of the dance. Mm. 
So if you want to roll nice and light and we yeah, can learn, we can do that. We can go light. But yeah. if you want to go go to the debt, we can go to the debt. <laughs> I think, you know, I was at your last seminar yeah. in, in Fusion and we were doing uh, back takes from Turtle and I had seen a couple of them, but a couple of them were like, when you immediately see something you haven't seen before, you're like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. But you can, like, you just yeah. have to take it nice Breaking and down, step yeah, by step. Nice and slow. And uh, I was happy to be there because my mate Josh got a blue belt that yeah. night. Um, and I'm, I'm not aiming this, I'm not talking about anybody in particular I'm talking about this, right? But what, no, first of all, I'll tell you this bit, a really interesting bit that you told us before the, the Iron Man part, you'd said that nobody here, this is a celebration yeah. of the two lads. It was Jake and Josh. It's yeah. a celebration of the two lads getting their belts the new belts yeah. if you come out and try and kill them and you do you're not going to get their belt yeah it's not supposed to be an absolute it's not about you, it's about yeah them. exactly yeah. i i think people took up on it and which is great like because nobody yeah. did do anything silly but if you were to give advice to somebody and again i'm not talking about anyone in particular yeah. but if you give advice to someone who's going for their blue belt uh maybe the next time i uh, i see it yeah. i don't mean i i yeah. mean they see it yeah, they see. um what would you say if that person was quite an anxious person who didn't like being in front of a group of people, being the focus of a group of people mm. more than anything yeah. else? And maybe when they're rolling uh, competitively with somebody, they tend to freeze up a bit if their coach is watching. Yeah. Do you know? It's like everything yeah, no, gets scrambled in the head. Do you yeah, know 100%. that? Yeah, and, and that's common. Uh, and that's the first thing to, to recognize is like it's it's normal, it's common. Mm. Like, you know, everyone's different. And, yeah. and I I've, I've lads in my gym like that as well you, like there's two different types of people you've people that like uh like shine under the lights and love people watching them yeah and then you have people that love going to watch those people fight or yeah. perform. you know there's performers and there's people that like to watch perform for sure yeah and the thing that i would say is it goes back to to what you were saying it's the reason that we're putting you out in the middle is it's um it's not it's not a test mm. like we i've probably watched you during the seminar yeah and okay coaches probably tipped me off in the beginning that this lad, that lad, and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure about him, but can you have a look at him? Yeah. And, you know, and, and and basically what the coach wants on the day from, say, like likes of me going to do a seminar and to do a grading is basically like, can you give me an unbiased opinion? Mm. An unbiased opinion, like on like uh, where he's at, where he's strong, where he's weak, and from what you can see in that time. Yeah. Like, obviously, when you go to a seminar, you're teaching at a seminar, I only get to spend three or four hours with people. Yeah, of course. It's your yeah. coach or gets to spend like a few hours a day with you. You know, so he the, the normally I get like the, the backstory from from that, mm. and then I'll get to, and you can tell a lot. Like the longer you've been coaching and doing jiu-jitsu, you can tell by the way, not necessarily what what people are doing, but the way they're moving. Yeah, you know, like are, are they are did they move smooth? Is there yeah. funkiness in their movement? Like when they move from A to B, are they like hopping and giving yeah. space, or are they kind of sliding? Yeah, Do yeah. you know what I mean. And and that. So the thing I would say is basically. It's a celebration. It's not a test. Relax. Enjoy it. You're getting your blue belt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and do you know, if it was a test, like I've, I've done tests in my gyms where it hasn't been uh, an Ironman. Right. It's it's basically started off, and it, this this is, I've done a few different ways of, of doing like a blue belt tests. One was I'd put up a syllabus in the page and I'd say, look, this is what you need to know. Right. So, and I put all the positions and like it could mm. be, say, for example, you need to know triangle arm bar, kimura, guillotine from close guard. And then I'd, you know, it could be like say these are the techniques I want you know from mm. standing and so on and then like it's not necessarily that like you might be able to do it but like is there a clunkiness in your movement yeah, or yeah. Do you do it smooth and then there's different things to there. like getting a blue belt like or any belt in jiu-jitsu there's a lot of things that uh, come into factor like say one is like how good of a training partner are you Yeah. how many people do you injure week to week <laughs> do you know what I mean are, are you are you like a drilling in the corner are you drilling like 
arm bars in the corner when your uh, coach is trying to show you how to yeah. do a takedown. Um, you know, are you just are you just like you know are you are you a part of the tribe? Are you trying to are you trying to like a you know when when someone does well on the team? Are you mm. are you are you congratulating them? Are yeah. you are you are you building them up? Or are you trying to tear people down? Mm. You know, so there, for me, it's not just it's just it's not just technique. It's just it's a, a there's a few different things. Yeah, it's yeah. like right, okay, he or she is ready for blue belt or ready yeah. for purple belt. Now there is the technical side of it as well. Oh, of course, yeah, you yeah. Know, like the, the whole thing with the blue belt, I think that is that you should be able to control or handle like any kind of untrained person yeah. similar weight similar type of age or, or or you know like a you know similar kind of athleticism yeah, and everything yeah. else like um the purple belt like is basically like where you should start kind of like developing your own style mm. and it's kind of like doing you know developing like a good a good open guard passing good open guard attacks yeah, and yeah. it's it's the next level the blue yeah. belt is or sorry the the blue belt for me is the intermediate belt yeah and the purple belt is the advanced belt. Yeah. And then your brown and black is your expert belt. Yeah. And that's that's the way I kind of look at. Yeah, okay. I, I I think that t- you know as, as someone who's kind of uh, rolled with someone up to up as far as brown belt would say. So the white to blue is definitely not as big as jump from blue to purple. Blue to purple is a big jump. Yeah, it seems massive yeah, jump. Blue blue to purple is a big jump. Like say if you if you're if you're if you're a solid purple belt, you're going to start giving some black belts some problems. Yeah, yeah. And like look, there's obviously levels to all belts. Like you like say for example, I have. One young lad, or a couple of young lads in the gym that are purple belts. Like, say for example, I have a, a Jack Dolan. He's, he's mm. twenty twenty one, and then a Tig feeling feeling who's similar age. So just their two purple belts that are in around twenty twenty one years of age. And like, say for example, I might have like a fifty year old purple belt, mm. and like the two of them, I don't expect like you know, I don't expect the the fifty year old and twenty year old to be the exact same. Yeah. Like the two lads are trying to pursue like jujitsu as a career or MMA as a career or whatever else. Whereas like the fifty year old is on the mat. And like they're they're doing their thing, they're training away, and can give and by no means won't like lie down mm. for them running like that. But it's it's different. You have a yeah. different. Sometimes you have a different engine. You have a different time, yeah. different mindset, different priorities. Different desire. Just gonna, like, probably have three or four kids at home that you yeah. just want to get out of the house and you just want to you know relax. But then a big thing is, and a lot of uh, and I, I'm just at like a you know an age or a stage in my life where I've kind of like you know I've kind of you see the difference with like said the, the younger lads on the mat and then the older lads. I love having older mats or lads on the mat because they just. They're just like the, it's it's very hard to put kind of like into one word, but just like, you, they're just great to have on the mat. Yeah. Just like great role models, just like mm. good good men to look up to. Yeah. And, you know, I've like say for example, I have the likes of a uh, like two brown belts there, like Kieran O'Donnell that I've trained with in the beginning, and Sid Allen, you mm. know, who's a he's he's from Athlone as well, and then I've like the likes of uh, John Nash who's a purple belt, and there's lo- loads of old you know lads that have been around a while, mm. and they're just like. I don't know. They, they just talk to the younger lads different. They could just say a yeah. couple of words where they could like build the young lad up when they're having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they're just great to have on the mat. Like and uh, certain examples as well, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. it's about really. You yeah, certain. Yeah, certain yeah. examples probably probably the, the the best thing or or the best way of explaining it. But um, yeah, just very grateful to have have yeah. those types of lads on the mat and and have all shapes and sizes yeah. and different ages and you know di- different uh, you know different body types and mm. different backgrounds on the mat. That's the beauty about jujitsu. Oh, it is. You like, know. Um, it's it really is a community. Like, it is, it's, yeah. even as this is as as simple as like someone looking for a carpenter. Mm. Do you know? Oh, so such and such yeah, is a good a, carpenter, or yeah. someone that's a I don't know, like going back to photography, or yeah. someone that's a do you know a DJ or whatever it might be. Like there's there's all there's like everyone on the map. Yeah, like, there is. Yeah, like even during the pandemic and that, like we were getting our news off like uh, like ambulance drivers on yeah. the map. You know, from, you know paramedics uh, like a. ICU nurses, yeah. a, a doctor, a guard. A, yeah. Like there's everyone on the mat, and then you just have like the normal like, 
young lad that was probably in a bit of bother when he was yeah, growing yeah. up and how he's trying to straighten out his life. Yeah. So it really is, it really does strip down like social boundaries. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's the ultimate equaliser. It is. Yeah, the, and the you know, you're saying about the 20 year olds and 50 year olds, that's something that you'd never, where they, when, where else are they going to have a chat like that? Like, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? When are There's, they ever going to chat? Like, yeah. so one of my favourite things to do like after training is you know you're after having a hard session mm. all the ego's gone do you know what i mean it should be gone at that stage after doing 10 hard rounds <laughs> yeah. you're sitting around the mat and you're just like chatting about life or yeah. just chatting about just sometimes not, not in, yeah. any importance yeah and it's just it's just being there being in the moment and saying this is what it's about mm. because like we're all we're all lucky enough to be in good health and everything else and we have to be grateful for where we are at this moment in time and like we're present. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we're on the map and we're chatting because who knows what 10 or 20 years time or five years time or a year's time is going to look yeah. like. So all I can do is enjoy today. Exactly. You know, so and so, speaking of enjoying things, Kieran, what do you like to do when you're chilling out? You don't say you have much time these days, but when you do. Uh, what do I like to do? Well, I love I love spending time obviously with my with my family and yeah. that. Like, uh, what age is your little lad? Uh, he's three in November. So did he have a... No, this might have been something... But was he on the mats? What, did yeah. he, was he even in the class there a while back? Yeah, he started jiu-jitsu. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, I've started him jiu-jitsu oh, about uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he start, I've snuck him into the spider monkeys class. So we have spider monkeys class. It's uh, four to six years of age. Yeah, yeah. I snuck him in at two and a half. Hey, <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we had like little ones, maybe three-year-old in at one point. I could be yeah. wrong on that, but... He's he a big grand. young lad, and he? uh, yeah, he's he's big, he's big for his age. Like yeah. he's as big as the four year olds and that. Like so, um, he 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 literally he's grown up in the mat. Like he, I've suppose, had him on the yeah, back as like yeah. a, a newborn baby. Now I went down to his first class. I went down to his first uh, jujitsu class, uh, and uh, I haven't been down since because right. I, I I'm I'd rather him get trained by someone else until it's time for me to train him. Has he got? Um, he's got Andrew down there. Is Andrew down there? Uh, Andrew's down there. Yeah. There's Lynn. There's Marie Kennedy. Jamal. You know some great, uh, great coaches with the kids. Yeah. And, uh, Mike was coaching the kids for ages as well. Yeah. And um, so we we some really good, really good coaches there. Uh, Sharon, Sharon's there as well. Oh, cool. Uh, my sister Sharon's a blue yeah. belt as well. Is she blue belt? She's a blue belt. Oh, yeah, she's a monster. Is yeah, she? even on the mats. Yeah, she's oh, a killer yeah. on the mats. But uh, she's doing a lot more CrossFit now. But yeah, um, yeah he, he's running. He's running around the gym. And he's 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 on the mats. To him, it's just spider monkeys, not jujitsu. But for me, like I really want him to, I really want him to get a black belt in jujitsu the same way right. that he's gonna like he's gonna have to have an education. He's gonna have to have manners. Those are the three things yeah. I want from him. You know, I want him to I want him to have manners. I want him to you know be educated, and I want him to have I want him to get a black belt in jujitsu. He doesn't have to compete in jujitsu. He doesn't yeah. have to pursue it. But I just feel that from what I've learned from jujitsu in the time that I've done it, and I'm, I have a lot more to learn. Like it's taught me so much about myself. Like yeah. it's it's given me the confidence even to sit here and have this yeah, conversation. Yeah. Whereas if you re if you rewinded like say when I was like say let's rewind fifteen years ago, mm. I probably wouldn't be able to have this conversation. You know, or, or you and me both. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. true. I probably wouldn't be able to um probably able wouldn't be able to talk to schools. Mm. You know, so we sometimes we get asked to go in schools and talk to them and you know talk to a crowd and you know whatever it might be. It's hard to do that. Teach a class, or yeah, whatever. You know, so That's it, hard to it's do taught that. me so much. It's taught me. Where I'm weak, it's taught me where I'm strong. It's showed me where I need to work on, and uh, yeah, I'm very great, very grateful to have it. And I know it's kind of cliche you hear people saying, you know, jujitsu changed my life and this and that, but it's honestly, it's uh, for me, it's it's been just like a, a like a, what's I think Joe Rogan has a quote. It's a jujitsu. Well, he says martial arts is a vehicle for human development, and that's that's exactly what jujitsu is for yeah. me. Yeah, you know. But, we, we, I, I completely sabotaged your answer there. 
Um, so when you're when you're chilling out, when you sorry, so uh, you like uh, photography? We've yeah. obviously spoke about photography. Yeah, I do. I do the cameras. I do. I like to play around with the camera. Yeah. Um, and like take take pictures and do videos, and I like to create stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I love eating, <laughs> especially now the, the the new diet I'm on is like five thousand calories a day. So is it really? Yeah, five thousand calories a day. Yeah. So oh, what is it? Was you burning? Uh, burn, can, I'm burning over three three and a half thousand calories a day. Easy. Do you oh, know? God. So um, and like this has been probably since November. Uh, I'm after putting on say about five five. Five and a half kilos, maybe yeah. since November. So with uh, Tristan Kennedy, so I'll give him a shout out because he's he's very good. And he looks. He's after been really helping well. Sharon out as well, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's been helping Sharon. Yeah. Sharon's in great shape. He's a uh, he's basically um, nutritionist for Conor McGregor. Oh, he is does, he? Okay, yeah, he right, his, yeah, yeah. His nutrition, and he he looks after Charlie Ward and uh, oh, right. a few other lads as well. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, so I, I love to eat. I love traveling. Yeah, uh, I'm really love traveling around Ireland I know that's kind of like a big thing at the moment mm. but like I, I love Ireland Ireland's, Ireland's like my favourite place in the world like it's beautiful I'm, like I've noticed like with myself I, I love travelling to different countries to teach or train or, or just to see the see the see see different countries but mm. I love coming back yeah yeah. I, whereas I, I see with some people like they don't want to come back True. you know but maybe because I get to travel a, a good bit but I love coming back like home is home you know mm. and, and this, this I, you know I wouldn't wouldn't want to be anywhere else I love yeah. Ireland Um, I love to Try try do some surfing, you know. So I've been yeah, surfing yeah. the last few years. Uh, I like to do that. Um, where do where do you like? Where's the spots that you go to? Don't the you? spots in Ireland where I would go to is I love La Hinch. La right. Hinch is a great spot. Um, like I love like I love the drive from even La Hinch, like say all along the cliffs of Moher to like Doolin, where you're looking out at like the the wild Atlantic way. Mm. And I love Doolin and that. And I, lo- I just love that area. Just for me, when I go down there, I come back re-energized. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's what you kind of one from that's what from i want yeah, yeah 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 and i like um you have like a street of beach up in sligo strand hill in sligo you have a good load of good spots up in uh bundorn um they're kind of like my favorite spots to go that part of the country and then like i've, I've done like I said last year i got to do a few surfing camps out in uh fort ventura hmm. uh surfed in portugal and a few different places oh, nice. so like i i'm not like by any means like say the, like high level or anything like that but yeah. i really enjoy it and i love getting out into the water and i love um I love just getting away from the phone and getting away from yeah. you know technology and yeah. that type of stuff. It's like when I think Martin went to Sligo. Sligo, to surf. yeah, Strand Hill. Yeah. He went once and he came back. He thought he was a silver surfer. Yeah, yeah, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. And then when I did a, I did a few surfing camps and I've done a few surfing camps or courses down in yeah. uh, Le Hinch and then even even out abroad. And I realised that right, okay, there's levels to this. It's mm. like when I was surfing, say for the first couple of years, I thought right, oh, yeah, I am a blue belt, and then I realised that. No, you're not. You've only like a stripe on your white belt. Yeah, you know, because yeah, there's like yeah. black belts out there that can surf at one foot backwards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just uh, look, when you look at those people, and I, I think I saw a, a, an amazing photo, and I think there's a documentary on Netflix about it, of a guy in Portugal. I think it's Portugal where it was. And the, the wave, the, wave. Is that what yeah, it is? It's one of the biggest waves in the world. Nazarene. Oh, yeah, I was looking like at that. Yeah, it's like 100, 100 foot or something like that. Yeah, he's like just a speck in Yeah, he's a speck, yeah. Oh. There's some big, um, there's some. There's a load of like, uh, you can watch it on YouTube, like Nazri wave. In Portugal, like that's one of my my goals is to not surf it now because I'm not nowhere near that level, but is to to go out and just like take pictures and look at the yeah. lads surfing yeah. Nazri because like that must be like a spectacle in itself. Yeah, like a hundred foot wave, you know, it's serious to get towed out by jet skis and but some of them get like fairly uh fairly uh, injured today. Yeah, they hurt. do. Yeah, falling uh, off because you could fall from like fifty foot, like yeah. you know, straight down into water. That's, that's like concrete hard. with the wave yeah. crashing on top yeah. of you and then the waves behind it. Do you know, I'll tell you a story know. about my surfing experience, right? I was in uh, Florida, I think it was Florida I was in, and I was on one of those buggy boards, and I came off, right, I was about, the water was about half a foot, but I really hurt my neck. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I genuinely, like, the, the, 
the board went up like at the back right so i landed on my head and i I kind of swallowed a bit of water, you know, you kind of panic. I was I was seriously like it wasn't even a half a foot of water, but I honestly did. I like properly oh, yeah, yeah. milled yeah, into it. broke up a few times. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. That, like, yeah. I'm talking about half a foot of water like at a yeah. what are they called? Boogie boards, is it? Uh, boogie board yeah. or bodyboard, yeah. Something like yeah. you're a, you're like they're on surf we're on surfboard. That's Yeah, kind of I've been I've been like I've got cracked in the teeth a couple of times. Ooh. Like say like I go under, come off a wave, <clears throat> go under into the water, and then you're meant to when you come up the first thing you do when you come off a wave is, uh, or when you come off your board, is put your two hands on top of your head and tuck right. your elbows in tight because the board will come up and crack you on the head because the board oh, is attached to your foot course, by yeah, a leash. Yeah. So the first thing you do is when you pop up, put your hands on your head and make sure you can see your board yeah. and then start to swim over to your board. So one time we, we got some like big waves up and it was Street of Beach up in uh, I think Sligo or somewhere, Sligo, Donegal border. And uh, myself and a friend, Marco, and uh, like I came down and I came up, didn't protect my head and bang, got the board straight into oh. my teeth. And uh, but the waves were good that day. <laughs> the waves but, were good. Uh, I had no teeth left, but the yeah, waves were dead. I've had a few dodgy, dodgy experiences on it. Like a few, I've pushed a few times on a few big waves, and right. that was like when um, you shouldn't have. Do you know? Like yeah, I just uh, see that's the problem with me. Like if I, if I climbed Crow Pat or if I climbed Crow Patrick, I know the following week I want to do Mount Everest. Yeah, okay, and yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. my like I keep saying to my partner Jamie, I'd love to do something like uh, Mount Mount Everest or Kilimanjaro or something like that. Now, yeah. I get, I know there's it's huge money and everything else, but I'd love to, I'm always out to test myself and try to do, do the next thing and yeah. she's like, no, you're not doing it. That's it, you know. Cause so I know she, that she's got the, would she be a little bit more, what's the right way of putting it without insulting anybody? Um, bit more level-headed when it comes to those things. Would that be the she's, right She's, uh, yeah, she's like, she's very intelligent mm. and, uh, She's a lot more intelligent than I am when it comes to that type of stuff, and she probably thinks uh, like she thinks about the 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 grand scheme of things. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm the type of person if you're standing on a cliff and there's water there, I'm going to tell you to jump. She's going to tell you, look, I wouldn't jump. That looks a bit shallow. I'm like, jump. Deal to with be consequences fair, later. I think I'm on her side of most of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, ah, but you know what I mean. Even like I have friends and that like so they might say it to me. Like even recently, you know, someone said to me about like a couple of times actually about people like say wanting to go out on their own, working wise and that. Hmm. And my whole thing is do it. You know, you won't you won't regret you won't regret it and, and sure like if, if it doesn't work out well then at least you know you've tried. You know that type of yeah. stuff. That's been my attitude. My attitude is nearly like all in in a sense. Now, but you don't want you don't want to smash your teeth in and no, a surfboard. Ca- uh, calculated risks. You I know, like so I wouldn't yeah, yeah. you know, I'd be kinda like a I, I suppose it's just my maybe it's the competitive kind of side of me or something like that. But uh yeah, Jamie's uh, Jamie's great, like she's so supportive mm. and like say I wouldn't be able to do any of this yeah. without her. Do you know what I mean? And uh, she doesn't get enough uh, enough credit, but um, yeah, I'm very grateful. Well, that's know, a so. nice little shout out for her. Yeah. Um, uh, and finally, just the plans for, for the future. Plans for the future. Uh, by the way, things are looking now. I would like to live up and live maybe up in the mountains in a, in a log cabin <laughs> uh, or uh, I would actually love my, my goal is to eventually get up to the Sleeve Blue Mountains and, and move up there and maybe like get some type of my own kind of private jiu-jitsu mm. type thing That'd in the cool. back or something like that and I'd love that and I'd love to just kind of like uh, you know keep training keep building the team uh, build some world champions and um, you know take take the MMA team as far as possible you know we've we, we some good lads in the team or yeah. on the team at the MMA team like say Charlie Ward trains with us he's fighting in a couple of weeks time mm. and flying out to uh, uh, Milan with him so he's a big fight coming up um, you know so I'd like to yeah just just keep keep doing everything like I'm very happy and I'm very content mm. you know doing what I'm doing but I just want to improve everything um, like it seems like you're kind of looking at uh, 
looking at what other people maybe like you know you're because it's a good sign of a coach yeah. obviously goes without saying yeah that you want the others to progress that you're kind of helping along like you know yeah it is I, I i really want i want i want i want to build like a, a team a team of killers and i want mm. like said likes of like my lads and that to get on the likes of polaris and and you mm. know win you know get to the adcc and win like world championships and and that type of stuff and you know get get fighters to the UFC like I know we're gonna get fighters to the UFC yeah. it's only a matter of time we have a good co- uh, core group of lads there now at the moment like uh, our MMA team we've we, we've daytime MMA sessions and we're building we're building something like uh, very special there. I can yeah. feel it just by the yeah. way the lads in they're they're all in goes back to what we were saying in the beginning like the lads are like literally uh, like you know watching MMA and grappling and everything yeah. like say our training together and they're helping oh, really? each other and they're drilling stuff like say. Like uh, before class, after class, at the weekends, you know what mm. I mean. They're they're always coming in. They're asking me questions like, uh, you know, what do I do in this position? I was caught here. How do I get out of this? And I yeah. just I know by their mindset and by the way they're talking that they're they're all in. So yeah, uh, we've we've some we've some good good talent coming through the gym. So yeah, my my main focus is the gym. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously I'd love to. I I love I love outdoors. Like I love the whole like you know I love being up in the mountains. and yeah. being out in the sea and that type of stuff and just long-term goals i suppose just like a uh, more experiences you know mm. travel the world taste different food you know experience different cultures meet different people and uh you know hopefully when when it's all said and done i left a positive uh footprint yeah, on the world you know sure, a good legacy like yeah you know that's why i'd like you know eventually and then when people when it's all said and done like i've, I've helped a few people and then you know i've kind of enjoyed it or lived a life worth living yeah you know well like for sh- like you have to remember you already will have done that uh, it may not even t- have anything to do with jiu-jitsu yeah. or MMA or anything. It yeah. may just be an impact that you've had in someone's life. Uh, you've helped someone uh, who maybe had mental, mental health difficulties who may not have told you, yeah. but you've helped them along the way anyway. So, yeah. you know, there's all those little things as well. Yeah, that little, all that. Of, all that's you know, important, you know, and yeah. I love hearing stuff back, you know, that, like that. When I, if I, you know, whenever I'm lucky enough to hear someone say to me, you've helped me out with such and stuff, mm. such such thing by something that you've said that maybe you didn't realise that you said and that. Uh, like to that, that to me is a pat on the back and that's like, mm. to me it's like, keep going, you're doing something positive. Exactly, because yeah. with all the, the negativity in the world and that, like there's a lot of positivity in the world but just as humans for whatever reason we tend to focus on like negativity. You look at the news for example, like 99% of the news is negative because yeah. it's negative news that sells. Like mm. if, you, if you walk down to the shop and you look at the the new newspapers. You look at the front page. I can guarantee you, nine times out of ten, those papers are going to be negative because yeah. negative news sells. It's the same reason why people watch Coronation Street, EastEnders, yeah. and so on because it's it's just drama. It's um, drama. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what mostly I mean? miserable me, stuff. Yeah. I, I've cut like years ago. I've I like I've cut. Well, I don't watch the news. Mm. I don't. Uh, if I need to, I will. You know, for for whatever reason. I don't listen to the radio. You know, I listen to my own music or my own podcasts. Me too, yeah. I I consume the stuff that's going to get me better. Yeah. So say for example, I was driving up to Dublin yesterday. I was training, and I was listening to like the Tim Kennedy podcast with you know Joe Rogan mm. and whatever else. And I I chose to listen to that yeah. rather than listen to you know different kind of you know stuff that's going on now at the moment and and everything else. So I choose to the you know even something recently that I've done and uh, kind of want to talk about a little bit it's, it's mm. been a big big leap for me even though it's small is I've deleted all social media off my phone mm. you know and I've done yeah. it a while ago and there was a, actually a, a documentary that I shared at the weekend on, on my story on Netflix I watched uh, that Social Dilemma and yeah. it's very good Brilliant. and it's been in my head for years like, yeah. like as in like th- this can't be like 
this can't be healthy the way everyone's using it. Do you know what I mean? And especially for mental health. Mm. You know, it's have, social media is having a massive impact on on people people's uh, mental health. My whole thing with social media is use social media as a tool. Don't let social media use you. Yeah. So what I've done recently is I've deleted all social media off my phone and I bought an iPad. So mm. what I do is I do the updates for the gym. Yeah. My own page, you know, for you know, as in like promote myself as an athlete and for my sponsors and everything else. I do that on the iPad. And I put the iPad down, yeah. and then I go head to training. And if I want to come home and I check check my uh, social media, uh, I'll check it. Uh, another thing that I've done, I've took Messenger off my phone because you're like you're too too accessible, like yeah, in a sense. Yeah. So Messenger is on my iPad. Mm. My all all the social media, like my social media platforms, like uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and that, that's all on the iPad. But none of it's on my phone. So if I like say for example, if any of my family or friends or anyone that I work with or anything like that want to get in touch with me, they can get in touch with me on my my phone. Mm. They can get through to me on my email on my phone. They can get through to me on WhatsApp on my phone yeah. directly. Yeah. And then social media is can wait. On on the iPad. Yeah. And that's made a massive difference to me. You know, that's made a well, huge uh, difference. When you say like massive difference, do you do you mean what in what way? Like uh just clearer yeah. and just like uh like less like say for example, like you go to bed at whatever time. Just say it's half ten, eleven o'clock, or whatever time you go to bed and just before you go to bed, you you get a message off someone and it's bad news. Yeah. Like that sleep that night isn't going to be as good as what it should have been. No. Or that's going to be playing in your head. That's a that's a negative seed that's planted in your head. Yeah. Whereas I'd rather go, work is done. This is my shut off time. Because like be, with the thing with running a gym and that, and Martin can vouch for me and anyone else that runs a gym, it's 24-7. Yeah. It's not just the hours you do in the gym. People, some people that maybe like they they're there for maybe you know a few months or whatever. They go, oh, you know, it's handy. You come in, you train, you go home, you do whatever you want. Yeah, it's not like it's that. Not, no. It's twenty four seven. Even content for classes and yeah. coming up with courses and dealing with you know the you know whatever the, everything that goes along with it. So you need for me, I need a cut off point. Yeah. and we go back to what we were saying in the beginning: balance. Like I need to balance. I would rather be playing with my son and having a like a good conversation with my family or, or my partner Jamie rather than looking at someone else's story on what you know what what they had for dinner. Yeah. Do you know I don't care what anyone has for yeah. dinner. Like you know if, if, it never looks nice. You notice that? It never looks nice. <laughs> it never looks nice. But uh but you know and and but that's that's the thing. It goes back to what pe what people do is they compare themselves to mm. other people the way they're living. And that's not necessarily real. Like say for example, every single photograph I put up on Instagram of me training is filtered. Yeah. I don't really look like that in real life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not that tanned. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's just it's just an effect. Yeah, and yeah. like say, for example, like social media to me is a platform for me to pro promote myself mm. and my gym. And that's it. And and, yeah. and my and my sponsors and everything else that goes with it and that. And obviously you want to make your there's different things to go like uh there's different things that go with you want your social media page to look good and mm. be and to be Oh yeah. You know, you you want people to, to you want people to follow you for, uh, and to be it, it, you're better off having it good pictures and good quality rather oh, than yeah. Don't you know be I mean? so that. Yeah, yeah, that's all important yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, so so if you're gonna do do anything, you might as well do it right. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, that that's been a huge difference to me. Like, so there's like dealing with stuff like the next day, uh, not being as accessible. Like, say yeah. for example, my my phone is turned off here. Your phone is turned off here. Yeah. Where we've been able to talk for for so yeah, long. And exactly. when do you get these types of hmm. conversations anymore? We've had, we've had no disturbances. We're able to chat. And hmm. I know that we're we're doing a podcast and that, but but even doing this type of stuff, it's real. It's the yeah. way people should be. We should be interacting with each other, you know, face to face. Yeah. Or, or whatever else. So I just find that with, with everything else that's on your phone and that it's too, uh, you're too accessible. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. 
like a phone is great like say for example you gave me the coordinates of how to oh yeah how to get here today yeah. brought me right to the door yeah. you have a sat nav on it you have your phone on it you, yeah. you know i can google stuff i can you know check the prices of stuff mm. or you know the opening and closing times of things and that's great and that's what i want to use it for i want to use it for a tool whereas i don't want to be just like flicking through social mm. media if i'm just walking through an airport or if i'm just like on a beach or you know if i'm at the cliffs of moher or something yeah. like that like enjoy being in the now you know what i mean I enjoy the real world yeah i agree we we um we obviously use the the accounts for the podcast and um it's great we're getting some great interactions and stuff yeah. like that but it's so different to me because it, when i had my i don't have like some i don't have instagram my own my own account whatever but it's so interesting to me like how much i get messages now where i can't imagine like because i talked to martin about it, he's constantly being messaged by gym members and stuff and you're obviously the same uh it it's it must be so it's too much like the you nobody's is is um no it's, it's prepared for, for that person yeah it's not because yeah, when know. when when you're um when you're running a gym like say for example like just say if you if you just teach jujitsu mm. when you run a gym like you're not just a jujitsu coach yeah you're a friend you know you're an agony aunt yeah times. you know you're yeah. you're a you're nearly like a, a psychologist mm. you're a, a sports performance coach you people are asking you tips on diet nutrition yeah you're, yeah yeah you know, you're a marriage counselor you're <laughs> yeah. you know maybe someone's battling like some type of addiction yeah. or maybe someone like needs a letter because they're in trouble or you know there's so there's much lot, that, there's yeah, so yeah. much that goes along with and then there's just general questions like you might get stuff like a you know like what time is class on tonight mm. you know or, or do i need to bring or do you might or you know i'm a few minutes late and and that's that's grand and that's all that and i always try eat, teach every, or I, sorry I always try treat everyone as an individual mm. because everyone is an individual like say for example you, you go through airport security and that and they're just like a lot of the time the experiences isn't the best in mm. airport security because they're just sick of looking at people of course yeah, you're yeah. just a number going through <laughs> yeah, that yeah. but then when you go through airport security and then you meet that person that's like extra nice or if you're traveling through a kid and he's like oh look here go up to the front or mm. here do you want a lollipop or do you know what I'm just yeah. doing something when your kid is crying or yeah. whatever and I just 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 that kind of like human contact or just that like kind of treating you as an individual and that like that's real that's yeah you exactly, know what i mean so yeah. so I, I know that I, I know that's important and that and i try to treat everyone as an individual mm. and like i said I, I i love i love coaching i love helping i love doing that but the thing is you need time for yourself yeah because how are you meant to help other people if you can't help yourself i agree and do you know what like with all that like with all that being said like i would highly recommend watching that documentary great uh, documentary that's dilemma. why i showed it like normally yeah. i wouldn't share anything about like a you know about a movie yeah, or yeah. on netflix but i thought it was so important yeah to, to for people to watch it it's, it's social dilemma and i i honestly think like that's a that's a positive that's something positive uh like to see at the moment as in like to highlight that i sent that on to all my family mm. members you know my brother and sister and, and my parents and that and i think it's so important for people to watch that because you can literally get wrapped up in like why didn't she like that or why didn't yeah. he or did that? and then your mind starts playing tricks on you it's it not does, real yeah. life it's not maybe that like maybe that person is doing exactly what i'm doing at the moment where i was literally on That's social it, media yeah. like 10 or 15 minutes today I updated the the bits and pieces we had to do in the gym, answered a few text messages, uh, you know, or, or uh, sorry, a few a few messages, and then now I'm off it. Yeah. And then when I go home, I'll get something to eat. I'll check it. Yeah. I'll, it'll be gone, and then I'll head off to the gym. So, yeah. whereas people might say, like for example, 
I messaged him three hours ago yeah. on Messenger and I didn't get back. Well, you're probably not going to get a message off me for another few hours now. But, but, this, but the, like you're saying, though. It's important. What does that person do, though? They start going, what yeah, did I do wrong? Yeah, they went Yeah, what did I do wrong? He yeah. must be angry with me maybe because yeah. I didn't go training today. Or yeah. Maybe I said, your mind plays tricks on you. Like, yeah. how many times have you, like, uh, been in a certain situation and you've been, like, you're, you're, you're I don't know, I've heard something recently. Who was it? It might have been Pat Lively or someone talking about it. it was a great analogy. I might butcher it a little bit. That's it was, right. Yeah, but it was ba- basically along the lines of, like, you're... It might not even been Pat that said it. I think it was, but it could be wrong. But basically, like, say, your, lo- your uh, neighbour borrowed a lawnmower off you, right? And he didn't give it back to you for six months or something like that. And you're like, uh, you know, he's he's taking he's taking the piss or whatever mm. else. Uh, I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna say it to him. And and if he turns around and says to me that yeah. you're not getting that, or I broke that lawnmower, or this and that, and then you have this full blown conversation <laughs> and argument in yeah. your head that may or may never not no. or happen. Then you go down to the neighbor and you go, you know, hey hey Tommy, uh, have you got that lawnmower? Yeah, no bother, James. I forgot to give it back to you. There it is. You, you've angered yourself you fabricated it yeah yeah it, it's not real do you know and, and it's the same with social media yeah do you know it's not like it's just it's it's a it's a it's a weird time like i, I sent sharon on the 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 video or the the the, the screenshot of like the social dilemma oh, yeah. the, the documentary and that and she watched it and, and i rang her son in the morning after i came home from or yesterday morning when i came home from uh training in yeah. dublin and I said to her, what did you think of it or whatever? And she was chatting away. And then she just said one, she said one thing, like me, Michael and Sharon are like, we're the older kind of siblings and yeah. I'm two younger uh, sisters that are like uh, 17 and 20, 21. And uh, so there's a bit of an age gap between us and, and the other two. But I remember Sharon, Sharon turned around and said to me, Bestie, do you remember when we were younger and we used to like, just like, you know, we'd be running around the fields, we'd be up in the hurling pitch playing soccer for hours mm. and this and that, and there was no phones. So I've got to experience, and I'm sure loads of other people have as yeah. well, around my age or older, I've got to experience life pre-phones mm. and then now obviously with phones. I remember not having a phone and then having my first phone. Yeah. But say, for example, my younger sister that's 16 or 17, like she hasn't, she, yep. she got to a certain age and it was just, it was inevitable she was going to have a phone. Do you know, and then and you her see, first phone was probably a smartphone. A smartphone, yeah. yeah. My first phone was, uh, uh, my first phone was like a bricket. Yeah, it was my mother's uh, Motorola phone. I had like a big oh, flip yeah. up thing. And I had to pull the aerial out and all that type <laughs> of stuff, and I had to keep her phone number because I didn't even know if there were SIM cards or oh, yeah, whatever yeah. back then. But um, when I'd be getting random phone calls then on it, I was like, no, this is my phone now, Auntie. <laughs> I know, yeah, that know, was whoever. But um, yeah, there, it, it's a, uh, it's strange, but the the positive thing is to see documentaries like that mm. that, that brings awareness to it. And even just talking about this, I think yeah. it's really important, you know. Oh, I think so. Like, it's easy for it's easier for us to say it because of our age. Yeah. Um, but for 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 the to kind of kick in with the younger people, like it has to be kind of said over and over again. Yeah. They need to hear it a few times by yeah. people they respect. I'm not saying they. Yeah. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's no, it but is talk important. having these conversations yeah. and having these online and real conversations yeah. and you know, no, not filtering anything like that is important for everyone everyone to hear. I think that's why people are getting really into podcasts and yeah, you know, because they are back and forth back and forth and the real but if you um i think anyone that's listening should definitely watch that yeah uh, documentary like uh, there was one part in it um did you see the part when the the girl was uh taking selfies of herself she's like oh, yeah. 15 16 year old yeah. girl and she like put loads of filters on it or whatever and uh then she posted online and then there was people writing like omg gorgeous yeah. you know uh, stunning this and that and then she got like maybe five or six like positive comments and then one negative one, one saying could your ears get any bigger ha, yeah ha. which is a joke the first thing she did was she put the phone down she touched her ears looked in the mirror mm. and she started feeling like uh, you know self-conscious about yeah. herself and then that planted a seed that maybe i'm not as good as these girls or that girls or, mm. or, 
or you know or, that's all it takes and that's and, and yeah. that's not this, that's that's the same for everyone that's the same for like a 40 year old man mm. not just like a 16 year old yeah. teenager in school so i think the big thing you, you hear a lot of older people saying like uh you know oh you know young ones and young lads this day or, or these days or this and that and whatever but there's older people that are like that as well yeah. maybe maybe not spending as much screen time and that on it as 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 what kids are but mm. um and the weird part then at the end was kind of like the people like that the you know made like or invented the like mm. button or who worked for pinterest or worked for yeah there was facebook executives or creators or whatever all of them at the end were like oh we don't let our kids go on social media yeah that was weird. That was weird. You know, they're like, we know that, and we know the effects. Yeah. And like everything on everything on social media, from from like say for example on Messenger, when say if I write to you for example, to keep me on social media, mm. the bubbles. Yeah. You know the bubbles. Like yeah. that's put in for a reason to show me that you're writing back. Yeah. Stay, stay here. Give us yeah. your attention. We might be able to sell you something. Yeah. So then you stay on social media, and then you're able to buy, or you're there, they're promoting whatever it is. Maybe mm. for me, it might be like putting a jujitsu gi in your face, yeah. or you know, uh, uh, maybe something got to do with sports or whatever. Someone else that's into, I don't know, cars. Mm. You know, putting uh, car accessories and everything else. Um, it, and it's so weird because it, uh, the, 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 the one of the creators in it for Facebook was saying that he, they put the like button in. To spread positivity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then now it's changed. It's the worst. You know, even with. <laughs> but it's funny. Like, say for example, one of the lads Saturday, I was out taking photos up in the mountains, and I and I was just after watching the documentary, uh, a couple of hours, and I went. I just said, right, I'm going off to you know get out and whatever. Yeah. And um, I got a I got a message on uh, on my phone, right? So, and it was like a, such and such sent you an attachment. You know, what I mean, this is right, just yeah. on my phone. It wasn't yeah. on Messenger or anything like that. And then I was like, oh, I may click into it, see what it is. And I was like, no. Don't yeah. you don't need to, but even that coming up on the phone, saying, yeah, yeah, such like John has sent you an attachment, yeah, and you're like, oh, I may check it out. What is it? Or even like, uh, like, I like they'll, they'll see it when they watch the, the hmm. documentary and that, but for anyone that maybe won't watch it, like, even like tagging photos on Instagram or on Facebook, like, yeah, such and such has tagged you in a photo, everyone's going to see what that photo yeah, is. Yeah, that's I it. I hope it's not a bad photo, yeah, I hope it's not me drinking at the weekend, like, yeah. uh, you know, being lifted in the air, yeah. doing crowd surfing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At, at the party, I was so drunk that night, yeah, especially you're whoever it might be like again, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or whoever it might be, or, or hopefully, I don't look uh, skinny and yeah. hopefully, I don't look fat in it, you know, especially if you're uh, you know, body conscious yeah. and, and everything else. So, it, it's it's so strange the way it's set up and yeah. it has worked. Yeah, it, people yeah. are literally like scrolling. Like you, you go through airports, you go down to like say the shopping centers or whatever else. You go you, like dinner as well. Mm. You know, you see people and are literally. And I've done it, you know. And I and you know, and only that now I've made a conscious decision to change. Yeah, because no one else is going to change it for me. No. I'm the one. I'm the only one that can change it. You know, and even talking to my partner about it and how how come we're always talking about how can how can we live better? Mm. You know, how can we give like our son more time, better quality time? How can we spend? better quality time together yeah. how can we uh, you know improve our rest and recovery and you know it's, it's that mindset that yeah. that growth mindset but uh yeah that, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's been that's, a big change for me over the last while i'm glad like i'm glad you mentioned that because i yeah. didn't even mention it yesterday when i was doing the live thing because it's a uh, it's definitely worth a look i think it'll change people's minds and hopefully change their lifestyles a yeah. bit as well which would be great um kieran it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, for me. we ran um Oh yeah, this is the longest one by far. Oh, I say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad I, thing. No, it's a good thing. But <laughs> but poor Grace, Grace was the longest, and she only set the record about three episodes, two episodes ago. So Aye. sorry, Grace. <laughs> it's Kieran's fault. No, uh, it was it was really great. Thanks, oh, a thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Oh, brilliant. Uh, we'll we'll get through these quick enough. Uh, thank you to John, um, who was contacted Kieran first because I was I don't like contacting people I don't know first. <laughs> uh, to John's family, to Megan, thanks to Jer, my mum, my dad, and my grandfather. Uh, 
I always thank those people because it, the podcast wouldn't be, um, well, it wouldn't be here without them. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we Spotify, Apple, and Anchor, and Google Podcasts, and a few other ones. You can you can uh, have a look for them. Thank you very much for tuning in, Kieran. Uh, best of luck on, in Polaris. Thanks very uh, much. I'll be keeping an eye out for it. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll see the videos and all that. Ah, you will, yeah. Be all um, over on the internet. Yeah, probably illegally, but I yeah, apologize yeah, no, for that. No, we won't say any eye contact anything about that. But <laughs> <laughs> UFC Fight Pass, uh, September 27th. Brilliant. Thanks for meeting me, Kieran. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday, everyone. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.